take my glasses off, put little like grease under the eyes and stuff like that. But what's up, everybody? Welcome to our brand new episode of Granny's Peach Tea. We're at episode 55. 55. 55. Oh my god, baby. If Granny's if Granny's Peach Tea were a teacher, they'd be eligible for retirement. Nice. And, and- this is like the seventh time I've heard of retirement just to show you guys where I am at with my career. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, thanks for joining us. As always, whether you're joining us on the Facebook stream, if you're joining us on YouTube, if you're joining us on Twitter or um, Instagram or any of the wherever you find your podcast, whether if it's on iTunes or if you're on Spotify or wherever it is, we always appreciate the support. Uh, yeah, if you haven't realized it, we are covering the Batman today on our double nickel episode. Here we are. Yeah, we are. Drop that double nickel on you like Michael Jordan in Madison Square Garden back in the day. This is going to be a big performance. <laughs> we got a lot of stuff planned for today. Um, yeah, we got we got three guests also. Even though Rick Rick's not really a guest anymore. Yeah, Rick, Rick is. He's like honorary. He's an honorary member. He's like he's like you know. Like Tim. Should, yeah, like Tim. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll get to a couple of quick comments here. Farachi, Bossman, what's up? What's up, yo, 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 What's going on? Uh, we got Terizio joining us. Hey, what's up, Frank? Frank? Thanks for joining us on a Friday night. And Farachi, it's me. We're talking about Jordan. The Wheaties box is always in the background. It's for a reason, man. <laughs> we got to be inspired here. I'm going to say this. I'm not even a sports fan, and I look up to Michael Jordan. Uh-huh. I mean, Jesus, Jesus Christ. He's My Jordan. man. My man. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, we got the week in the CW verse, right? We got you. some season finales for DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, we got, we're like uh, we're like we're two we're four deep into like Batwoman and uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Like we have yeah. two episodes back to back for those. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, absolutely. Uh, so we're gonna be wrapping up those uh, for their seasons. We got Superman and Lois, and we got the latest in Naomi. Mm-hmm. And of course, we got the Batman, and we'll be doing our Batman rankings. We're ranking everything Batman films, the Batman slash Bruce Wayne's themselves, Alfred villains, themes, Batmobiles, whatever. Maybe we'll rank boots. We'll see where it goes. Or capes. Who the heck knows? <laughs> oh, I could rank those capes. Look, so cape is um, Batfleck has the best cape, and Clooney has the worst. That's that's pretty fair. I think that's that's. <laughs> I mean, how am I going to argue that? I, I got nothing right now. I mean, no, I totally nothing. If anyone is a cape aficionado, you can challenge me on that, but I don't think anyone is. No, no. I I mean, maybe Larry David, because he was Frankenstein's lawyer. That's right, yes. And <laughs> that man a wore a cape. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, maybe that's the case. Uh, uh, maybe that's but, the cape? Yeah. <laughs> and he also terrible. saved somebody from jumping off a bridge. <laughs> You know, for those who remember, so I love that show. It's a great show. Oh, oh, Seinfeld, Seinfeld's the best, dude. Um, yeah, so I mean, Jason, so we got to see. Oh, Bert's gonna chime in here. Uh, Capes of Resurrection. <laughs> like, if there's any way to get Ed to put your comment on our show, it's you quote Seinfeld. You quote Seinfeld, you're gonna, you're gonna get that comment on every single time, but uh, and hello also, Bert, appreciate Bert. that. Um, Jason, we got to check it out. We got to check out the Batman at the fan event, the IMAX fan event on we Tuesday did. night. So we did. What, what, how did you do? What did you think of that whole thing? Because we had the countdown. We had a lot of stuff going right. on there. 
So let me tell you this story, guys. In in-house story. So we get we get to Westbury, which is where we saw the movie. We get our stuff and we're sitting down. And I sit down. It's like, well, this the this seat doesn't recline. Okay. Look, I'm spoiled. I get it. But then Eddie's wife goes, you know what? I'm gonna go get something from outside. I'll be back because I know that there are trailers. And she goes outside, and then right after she leaves, you see this whole thing like the show will begin in six minutes. And it's like Batman imagery, and there's the Batman song. And like, I'm sitting next to Ed, and I keep seeing Ed going as the clock is going down. He's like, oh, I guess there's no uh, no trailers for this. Huh? All right, well, where's, uh, all right, well, hopefully she gets back. And, and then I start getting anxious. I'm like, well, oh, well she's she, I mean, she got to get back. I mean, we, we got two minutes left. We get down to zero, right? And she's not back. And both Ed and I are like, oh, this can't be good. And then it opens up with the first preview. We got 20 more minutes. It was fine. She like she could have read a marathon and come back. It was great. But that was our experience. And I'm going to tell you something. It was a great experience seeing this in the theater uh, in the way we did with, like, going in fresh. No one had seen it before. Um, yeah, it was it was fun all around. Nice, nice. Yeah, it was, it was pretty – it was almost like one of the, the Riddler's – like a bomb was going to go off. You saw the clock counting down and stuff. Like that. <laughs> to see what was going to happen. I, and I turned to you at one point. And I'm like, dude, oh, well, say it. What do you want yeah. me to do? I mean, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I kind of said, yeah, I'm good. I, I had a good run. I could die from the Riddler tonight. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Uh, let's get into a couple of comments quick before we uh, get things really rolling. Uh, I won't be able to join as I haven't yeah. seen Alex. Sorry, yeah. man. Are, are, are you taking him on the 12th? No, no, it's not me because okay. I because he lives in Pennsylvania. I oh, live in New okay. York. Yeah, so we we it's only when we like travel can we see each other. So okay. unfortunately, I am not. But uh, but I told him like, dude, you Alex, you got to text me as soon as you see it because I want to talk to you about it. No, for sure, he's been really anticipating that uh, for quite some time. As, yeah. as we all have. Uh, again, uh, yeah, I went eleven thirty last night, but the movie started at twelve. Yeah, pretty much. It's kind of standard twenty to thirty minutes of trailers. No matter what now, but that countdown clock thing was unique. It threw us because the countdown, the countdown is like, this is when your movie begins, and it's like, no, this is when the trailers begin. You're counting down for another twenty minute countdown. Stop it. Yeah, that was crap. But when we got to see the fan event for Aquaman, there were no trailers. Remember that we actually walked Uh, in and it was just like, oh shit, it's starting. And then you know we were in our seats already, but we were just kind of right. I thought that's what was happening again. You're right. And, uh, and good it didn't because, you know, Angie got to see it. She wasn't late. She would have seen it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It didn't matter. <laughs> Darn. Yeah, boss. There's a new Batman movie. That's what I hear. That's Wait, going Bat- around. Marachi, who's Batman? I've never heard of this guy before. Some guy. <laughs> Some, is he a man who's a bat? Is he man bat? <laughs> uh, and, and Frank's going to go see it this week. Dude, definitely check it out, man. We'll get to the details of it, but yeah, I've seen it twice already, yeah. and I'm already trying to plan out the third. So it's it's a it's it's very it's definitely worth it. We'll put it that way. And and Frank, I'm going to tell you this: if you haven't seen it yet, stick with us up until like we get through CW and all the other stuff. But don't listen to the spoiler review of it. Like, don't ruin it for yourself. Go and see it fresh. That that's yeah. my that's my opinion. Yeah, come back and, and check us out later then. Uh, and they showed the DC 2020 preview before the movie. Yeah, they did for when I got to see it yesterday at three o'clock. They they had that right before the movie too, and then they showed it I think before the fan event too. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Um, and one more. I regret saying this, but this film better be better than Spider-Man 3. Uh, Alex, the trailers for this movie, the countdown clock before the movie was better than Spider-Man 3. <laughs> but well, you can uh, check it out another time. Which way? Spider-Man 3? or I I Because I read that and, I, and my brain went, oh, No Way Home? No. Uh, <laughs> but no. Don't you dare. But if you're saying that uh, this film better be better than Spider-Man 3, then um, I think it is. Yes. But I also think a lot of films are better than Spider-Man 3, and you don't. So this is true. I don't know, but I, I think you will. I do think you'll like this movie, Al. I do. Yes. I would be very hard-pressed to say that you would find Spider-Man 3 to be better than the Batman. I'll tell you that much. I would be very shocked if that was the case. But, all right, let's get on. Let's, let's get the ball rolling here. Uh, so first up was Superman and Lois, Season 2, Episode 6. Um, yeah, I think the... I mean, pretty interesting episode that took a lot of twists and turns, especially in the opening sequence where we got to see him and Bizarro still in the Fortress of Solitude and they have this that whole conversation, cool. but Super then cool. they also show us the Bizarro world. Yes, which I liked. And, see that. And, and did you notice the beginning, not to jump around, but the beginning where um, Bizarro is fighting his way yeah. through the corridor completely mirrors what Superman does at the end of this episode. Yep. I, I, mean, I 100% – no, go ahead. We can get into it now. Yeah, no, yeah. it is. I mean, so Bizarro is talking about how he's not that popular in his his world, and he fought his way through uh, – He you literally see him fight his way through the military to get to our world, and it ends with Superman doing the same thing as they trank him and put him in prison, like like you know, kryptonite prison. So, I, I mean, I'm watching this going – Wow, that's that's really good directing. That was a yeah. really good framing device for this episode. Yeah, no, it definitely brought the whole thing full circle. And it took, I admit, it, it took me a second to catch on to that. Yeah, me but, too, me too. Yeah. But but I got there. Yes, but we see that. Also, we see Lana Lang in the bizarre world has powers. Yes, and she's like a, you know a super super person also, and like is fighting him. And he, we also see him on like his version of the Kent Farm, which has like this red sky. And all this other stuff, it, it, it's pretty wild. It's not just everything going backwards, but no, it looks like he's from an apocalypse world, you know. It, yeah. like, it doesn't look like everything is, goes backwards. It looks like Earth is to use this analogy, and it's a rough analogy, but heaven and hell, you know, it's yeah. like Clark's in heaven, he's the angel, Bizarre's in hell, and he's the devil. But then it is like what's really evil and what's really good, it's just a matter of like. Clark's world looks good and Bizarro's doesn't. So I thought it was a really cool, like the the dichotomy of like the Bizarro world and uh, the Clark's world and those two characters I thought was really well done. Yeah, no, I, I loved it. And also we learned that apparently Bizarro is weakened by the yellow sun on on Earth, which I thought was interesting as well. Mm -hmm. Um but then we just find out more about Ali's plan. So apparently Ali's plan, there is two amulets that were that are around. One that the, the uh, Department of Defense has and Ali has. And her thing apparently, at least according to Bizarro, is to merge them. So then that person will have the ultimate power. They will pretty much kind of like be Thanos, if you want to say, collecting yeah. the Infinity Gems or, you know, sorry, comics. Infinity Stones, because for the these for the MCU, the Infinity Stones. I still say gems at times; it still slips. Hey, in the comic book, they were gems. Yes, they were the Infinity Gems. So, yeah, that's basically her game plan. Again, according to Bizarro, 
Right. And, you know, his thing is he wants to kill her. He's pretty much saying that's the end. And Superman is like, nah, we can't do that because, yeah, Superman. I'm not He's Superman, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm only snapping Zod's neck. I'm not really going to go ahead and start killing hey, everybody. It's a that's not crazy. this universe, my friend. I agree. I agree. I agree. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, but then the, throughout the episode, the Lane sisters are trying to work things out. They're, you know, they go to the, the, their son's football game and stuff. And, like, they're over the house. And they have this cool conversation where Lana's asking the boys about uh, the game plan for the football team and stuff like that, which I thought was actually really cool. Um, but then by the end there, you know, the inverse stuff comes up and the alley stuff comes up and then it kind of splits in their own ways. But like general lane is trying to get them, you know, to see, to, to see their, each other's side of things and bury, bury the hatchet. But, uh, and the Kent brothers were also having issues, a lot of sibling issues in this episode mm -hmm. where for sure. um, there's a big football game and Jonathan pretty much goes ahead and does the inhaler with the ex-Kryptonite, has a fantastic game, uh, but then is kind of spotted by his brother, like, yeah, something's off here, you know, and pretty much calls it out. And the kid that he was competing for the starting quarterback job for, he got busted. His parents found the inhaler and stuff, so he's kind of out. And Jonathan at least says that he's done with it for now, that it felt artificial and stuff. Jason, are you buying that? No, 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 hundred percent not. Uh, because that—that's where this is going. That's a crescendo, right? Like, um, one brother has inherited the real powers. The unpopular brother, the like in the beginning of this show, he was the unpopular one, the crazy one. The, yeah, you know. Uh, and now we have a reversal, and they've been doing this reversal, right? Like, we started in the city, and Jonathan was uh the big shit, and um. I always forget his other. What, what's the Jordan. other kid's name? Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, Jordan was the 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 unpopular one, and now they move to the 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 country. Jordan is more into his thing. Jordan gets a girlfriend. Jordan gets the powers, and the other one is sort of left behind. And you know, it. I think what they're doing here is putting that whole reversal. I think the reason they gave him twins is to show what happens with, you know, two almost identical people, one who gets powers, one who doesn't, and how that relates on them. And I think at, at some point we're going to see them being opposites of each other, um, maybe not this season, but I think that's where it's going. So I 100% don't think he's done with the drugs because, you know, we're eventually going to have a natural power versus enhanced power brother-brother thing. That's my prediction. Okay, I can see that. I thought it was interesting, too, when Lana is talking to the boys – in there in the, the Kent farmhouse and they're having this conversation and she's like yeah you guys grew like fast and they're like you guys are so big i was like wait a second are we actually gonna get an explanation of how the boys shot up out of nowhere from being right. like babies to I'm like all right we're still not covering that so i was a little i was a little disappointed because i thought we were finally gonna we were to get something there or somebody to acknowledge that it happened <laughs> yeah. no one's acknowledged it's happened yet but i mean it's just it's just like Hand wave like multiverse, right? Like, isn't that it's, what it's happened? Little, it's I, I don't know because supposedly they're on Earth Prime, and this is how it went down. So that's why I personally had just I just wanted to address once quickly. Yeah, no, no. it's not ruining it. anything. I just would like a little. Just give me that. Just give me a little bit. Yeah, that, that's, that's fair. Um, and then back, and Lana's having issues with her husband, and they pretty much split up because that thing is pretty much destroying their family, and you know. There's a conversation with Lana and the bartender that he had the affair with. So what, what, shit ain't going right. So you're saying that he and the bartender 
got it on. Oh, no, they sure did. Apparently, <laughs> it went on for six months. Six months. Yeah. Like, And I thought it was interesting, too, because she talks to the bartender, and the bartender says, like, yeah, well, he wanted to save his family, and she asked this very important question. I really like this, uh, this agency that Lana gets to sort of make this decision, where she goes, oh, well, when was it? And she realizes it's uh, around when her, the, their daughter was having their issues and uh, and her, her issue, rather, that put the family in, in check. And she actually asks him when they have that conversation, like, did you do it to save your family or to save your marriage? Uh, I, and I thought that was really interesting because, you know, that's a difference. Like, if you're doing it for your kids, if you're saying, I'm going to not see this woman I care about because I have a wife and I have kids with them and I have to do right by my kids. That's a very different thing than saying I, I shouldn't be doing this. I can't do this because I want to save my, my marriage. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I, I really thought it was a, a really nuanced conversation they have about that. Yeah, no, they have, that's a really interesting conversation. And the one she has with Clark. Yes. About it. Cause they meet up and they, you know, friends are friend. They're having the conversation about it. And Clark, you can see, is the shrug about it and was asking the question, too. Are, are you, do you love this guy anymore? Can you yeah. do it? Can you forgive him? And it raised a lot of interesting questions. And mm -hmm. I think that's what got her to decide when she went back to talk to him. No, mm -hmm. not really. I, I don't think I could put it behind her, which, I mean, I, obviously anyone could understand that. Where, yeah, you know, right. You know, she, she didn't, she's not the one who was, did the wrong here, so. Yeah, no. I mean, it, it. She's well within her right to say you. Yeah, you of course. Broke our. You broke our covenant. I. I don't want to be with you anymore. Yeah. Um. I think it was super cool too that Clark is like when she asked Clark, "What would you do if uh, Lois did this?" And he's like, "I'd have to know the context." You know, like I'm paraphrasing, but he literally goes like, "I can't tell you what I would do unless I knew the context." And again, I thought that was. I'm just so surprised by the show because it, it seems to wrestle with very adult things and it's a comic book show it's a superman show it's something like i i wouldn't have taken seriously before this you know yeah. but it wrestles with like you know infidelity and the whole like what on a deep do? level too on a very deep level yeah. yeah and for superman who is considered by me sometimes not anymore after this show a very two-dimensional character to have such a response like well, it depends. I would have to find out what was going on. It was in her head. And it's like, well, they, they've really done so much to make this an adult show. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, agreed. Uh, yeah, and at the end of the episode, so there's a lot going on with him and the new general. And the new general is like, listen, you know, the whole, you know, I don't trust you. They don't, you know, they don't trust each other. You got to put like America first and everything. And he goes and he saves uh, of. I know, I, I, incidentally, with what's going on in the world today, he goes to Russia to save a whole yeah. village from an avalanche. And there was that. And I think it's fair to say Superman would do that at any time. I mean, he just doesn't want to see a bunch of humans die, period. Sure. So, I mean, look, look, whatever's going on with Russia, it's not the Russian people. It's the Russian government. Yeah. And I think even if Superman were really around and that stuff happened in Russia, he'd still save them because that's his whole thing, right? He saves people. He's not nationalistic. He's humanistic. Yeah. And that's where the his storyline between him and General. Yes. That's what's getting into this season. But and, and, and it actually they, they touched on the beginning too, right? When he saves the uh, North Korean sub. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It calls yeah. back to then. Yeah, it calls yeah. back to the first episode of the season. Um but yeah, so then at the end the general pretty much 
was like, listen, I, I got to come up with another plan. I don't trust this guy. But he needs to tell us where he's getting this information regarding Bizarro is. Because Superman divulges that he has this information regarding Bizarro. And he won't tell him where. And he feels like he's protecting him because, I mean, Bizarro's being... Bizarro didn't murder two kids that were working for the government yeah. in a previous episode. Um, but Superman is still trying to, like, he believes what Bizarro is telling him at the moment. So he takes, uh, the general takes the matters in his own hands, and they ended up putting Superman into custody. They have this whole battle where they send in these troops. They have, uh, you know, the, the kryptonite that's in it, the red kryptonite to go ahead and to weaken him. And they, they take him out. They're going to lock him up with his brother. At the end crazy, of the episode. Which is crazy. And and it was a super cool fight, too, because they strip Superman of his powers. Because they, they lure him in a tra- into a trap, pretty much, because mm-hmm. he doesn't realize he works with them. No. And he Superman without powers, and I appreciated this, still kicked some ass. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, like, because a, a lot of people, and by a lot of people, I also mean myself before this show, uh, said that, well, what's Superman with his powers? Nothing. It's bullshit, right? But, no, in this, like, he... Look, he, he's not super powered, but he takes a bunch of guys down, and he's only taken down by the general. And I love that moment where he's like, he knows he's going to take him down, right? And he's like, General, just don't do this. Yeah. You know, and again, this is why this is my favorite live action Superman, Clark Kent, because Hotchner really, like, he, he can go over the top, but it's not often over the top. He can go over the top, but in moments like these, he can really make it a believable performance. And mm-hmm. like that was just believable to me. Like he sees what's going on. He knows the writings on the wall. He also knows that they're wrong and he has to do shit to, to save the world and, and figure out what's going on with Bizarro. And he's just like very earnest. Just don't do this. I don't know. It really struck well with me. I know. I, I fully agree. And Curious to see where this goes because they have the trailers for next week that he's locked up with his brother, uh, you know, and we'll see. He's being treated as a criminal, but you got to figure what what is Bizarro going to do? Is it, we're going to have a situation where Bizarro has to like save Superman? Yeah, I mean, someone's going to. I mean, I, yeah. I've thought of three things: Bizarro might save him. Uh, we might have Lois's dad do something. Mm-hmm. And I mean, is Steel still around or still gone at this point? I forget. He's still around. They just were nowhere to be found in this episode. Oh yeah, right. Okay, and, they were not and maybe once, maybe Steel does something, but I don't know. I mean, someone's got to save him. I mean, yeah, I think Steel's in the hospital. I think if I remember. Oh yeah, you're right. right. You're right. He's still yeah. hospitalized, so he's not going to be able to do it. But like something's going to happen. So I mean, I kind of was watching this going. If I were Clark, knowing that I was in a comic book, I'd just be like. You really doing this? Because re- all right, you you can win now, but like once I'm free, I get my powers back. You're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go all Homelander on your ass, pretty much. <laughs> right, exactly. Let's well, not get that crazy. I, I, I take the bet. We're not gonna get that crazy. No, no, we're not getting that. Crazy. <laughs> I mean, look, it's Superman. He just would have been like, "Hey, don't do that again." Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh... All right, it's cool. So then, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll get to that. We'll get a new episode in next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that takes us to Naomi, season one, episode six. And um, I, I, I got to be honest here, Ed. I didn't watch it, and I apologize. No, I didn't realize we had a new Naomi. I had so much go. I had so much to watch, and I thought I caught up on everything, and I just forgot about Naomi. So 
I'm, I was being full disclosure. I'm going to let you go through it, and I apologize, and I will catch up and, and talk about it next week. So I guess my first sentence is going to – you might have some regret very shortly. Well, I mean, so, I, didn't do, I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> all right, but, well, listen, this episode had a lot of interesting things going yeah, on. Yeah, spoil away for me. I'm, I'm here for it. It's fine. So Naomi goes to Star Labs. Oh, shit. <laughs> is the Flash in this? No, the Flash is not. (laughs) (laughs) But Naomi goes to Star Labs, which was like one of the rare actual DC things we've gotten in this show besides Superman. For sure. And I figured if I I start off with that, it'll be like, oh, shit. Okay. Um, Yeah, she goes to Dude, you had me. You said she went to Star Labs. I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah, out of all the episodes, this is the one that I decided to skip. Fucking what I missed? Damn it. Uh, but yeah, so uh, pretty much throughout the episode, there's a sense of the theme of the episode is everyone wants a sense of belonging. Where do they, you know, they want to feel like they're a part of something and stuff, and that drives Naomi to try to f- continue finding out what the hell's going on with her situation. So she goes to see this Dr. Bell at Star Labs, and first time around, they're running some tests and stuff like that. And damn it, there's one thing I wanted to ask you about that drove me nuts with this, with this woman, Dr. Bell. Listen, I am by no means. A, a judge of fashion and specifically women's fashion, but she's wearing like this button up shirt with a sweater over it that's like half hanging off, like almost like a sash. It was very weird. And it was driving me nuts the whole episode. I'm like, she looks like she's wearing, she forgot, she was like trying to take the sweater off and then just forgot to like finish the job. I, it was very strange. <laughs> I'm trying to look it up now, but it's not she, coming up. <laughs> damn it. But the other thing, too, is that she was like a fake Kristen Bell. No, oh. sorry. No, sorry. Chris, not Kristen Bell. Kristen Wiig. Okay. She was like okay. a fake Kristen Wiig. This was, I thought it was Kristen Wiig at first. That was that was playing this Dr. Bell. Interesting. And it, and it, it's not. It was very strange. She looks like her and she sounds like her. You need to let me know. You need to text me when you watch this episode, and I, I want to get your opinion. I'm going to watch it over um, the weekend because, again, I didn't mean to miss it. I forgot it was on. I'm no, going to text you over the weekend. And then, uh, yeah, we'll, t- we'll talk about this ridiculousness. <laughs> it's, yeah. So she goes there to find the thing. And then they, uh, she tells her, like, they discuss the multiverse. So they do mention that because they can't pinpoint. She has this these device, these you know, tests and stuff. And a device was stolen by Zumbadu. It's like, oh, well, you know, Zumbadu was evil and all this other stuff. So. He stole this device, and but all her tests can't pinpoint her to an Earth that is there because remember there was Earth twenty nine was thrown mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. We don't know what Earth this is that that they're on either because it's not Earth Prime because there's no Flash and you know the other heroes that we know. Um, but Zumbado apparently stole this thing that would have helped. But all these other tests tell her that oh, you know you're from another multiverse, not just another planet, another reality. So yeah. that was because I think we talked about that we, previously. We, we did. I was going to say they they hinted about that in the last one, and we yeah. had talked about it and was like, "Wait, is she from another planet or from another multiverse?" And so I guess this is the answer. It's a multiverse. Yeah, no, she's totally like from all over. So, which uh, I think is that super was cool. cool. I'm yeah, so no, I like like it. I'm happy to hear it. Yeah, and uh, Zimbabwe plays a pretty big thing because the second time Naomi comes back to get some more answers from this Doctor Bill. She tries to like lock her in and is gonna do some shit. And Zumbadu comes and saves her from wow. the Star Labs, saves Naomi. 
And so that was an interesting twist I didn't see coming because throughout the episode, they're also hinting how evil Zimbabwe was. Everyone's telling her, he's evil, stay away, blah, 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 this and that. So that was an interesting twist, which I kind of was digging. Uh, and Dee's thing, it was he was following up on that list he got from the bounty hunter, mm. from his the girl, the woman that he was in love with, Q. And he finds himself in an alien bar where all these aliens go. It was kind of somewhat like the one that we got in Supergirl. Yeah, I was just going to say that. That sounds yeah. like Supergirl. Very much kind of like that. But this one seemed more of it was like there would be bar fights more. And I pictured bar fights like an airplane where they're like throwing <laughs> people down the face and stuff like that. <laughs> I definitely was waiting for that to happen at some point in the episode. Because my mind will naturally go to naked gun an airplane at some point. Great films. Uh, Great films. Outstanding. Outstanding films. Um, but there ends up a bar fight because D ends up fighting with this guy because he has a ring around his neck that is matching the one that D has, and that's what his girlfriend Q had. So, you know, where did you get it from and stuff like that? And the guy's like, dude, she's dead. She was already dead. Like, so that's that. And he, for the most part, he uh, D buys it. For, for now, but I, I'm suspicious. I don't. I don't. I'm not buying it. D might be buying it. I'm not buying it. I, st- I still think there's more to it. He takes the ring, you know, and then he'll he has it for safekeeping for now. Um, and then Anthony and uh, Naomi's boyfriend, whose name I always escapes me, they seem to have like some bickering going on throughout the episode over this like homecoming thing. So that's where we get the what we talked about the classic CW teen show kicks in then. So, but they end up learning more about each other as the episode goes on, and then it's not so bad by, by the end of it, and they're kind of seeing eye to eye now. Okay. So, that was pretty much Naomi for, you know, for this week. There wasn't a Roll Your Ride episode. I, I thought it was, it was, for what this show has given us so far, it was interesting. Yeah. And yes, no, it, yeah, you had me at Star Labs. It sounds interesting. From what you said, like the Star Labs... And the fact that the guy, the the used car salesman, I'm sorry, I'm terrible with names, as everyone should know by now. <laughs> I come up with nicknames for everyone because I'm terrible. But uh, the used car salesman who was supposed to be the bad guy, the fact that he might be a good guy, like, yeah, I'm interested. I'm interested. I, I, I'm I'm definitely going to watch this and, and text you about it once uh, once I've seen it. Especially the fake Kristen Wiig and her sweater, <laughs> t-shirt situation, her sweater button-up situation that was going on. I don't know what the hell is going on here. I wish you had seen it. If you're watching this, take a look at this. Tell me if I'm going crazy or not, because I, I just found it it was bugging me the whole episode. And just <laughs> like, damn it, are you Kristen Wig or not? Like, what is going on here? So all right. So that puts us to Legends of Tomorrow. Uh we got the all season right. finale this week, but we also had two episodes yeah. we talked about them. I, I we got two episodes to cover, and they're two uh, very good episodes. And I'm gonna say this. Before you go into anything, I think this season far superior than the last. Wow. Uh, yeah, I thought last season was good, but it couldn't stick the landing. Uh, I think this season was great and did stick the landing. Okay, yeah. I so, thought the finale was was a very strong finale this season. Yeah. Because we talked oh, about it. I didn't like last year's yeah. finale. No, no, and neither did I. I thought last year's finale like, was the problem with last year like i thought it was a, a strong season i thought that you know the, the fact that like the crew was divided on different planets was weird but like you know it was a weird time it was covid yeah uh so i wasn't like dinging it for it but the, the the finale was just not as strong but i found this finale very strong yeah um 
But like, like, so leading up to the before we get to the finale. So when last we met our legends, Gideon was uh, mortally wounded, and our legends go to the ship, and they've dis, you know, they've they've taken the AI, AI down, but they realize there's only one way to save Flesh Gideon, which is what I'm going to call her from now on. There's Flesh Gideon, there's Evil Gideon. Those that that's what I'm calling them. The only way to save Flesh Gideon is to wake up Evil Gideon and hope that we can control her and make her take us to someplace we can save Flesh Gideon. And it's a Legends plan, so it doesn't work, which is what Evil Gideon says. <laughs> but Flesh Gideon says, like, hey, say this this protocol, whatever. I didn't write it down. But protocol whatever was, Evil Gideon, no Gideon can kill another Gideon. That's it. They can't kill themselves. They can't kill anything uh, resembling themselves. And so, uh, agreed, Bert, agreed. Uh, and so, Evil Gideon tries to suck the life out of everyone uh, by taking the air out. And then once that protocol is told and she realizes Flesh Gideon is her, the everyone is safe as long as they're in, like, walking distance of Flesh Gideon. Uh, so... What happens is they broker a peace, right? So Evil Gideon wants the Legends to stop fucking with time, and the Legends want to live. So what they do is Flesh Gideon uh, works with Evil Gideon to say, okay, we're going to put them, we're going to leave them, they're going to retire the Legends, let's show them what their life would be like if they, when they retire. To prove that you're not going to kill them, that you're going to let them live, and they can go and do what they're going to do. So the captains have a kid, right? That's the big, that's one of the big things. Notstantine goes home to the twenties, uh, but but his promise is just going home by himself to the twenties. Like he gets no special thing here. Uh, Astra gets run for president. Nate writes a book. Bayrod gets a children's music career, which is hysterical. <laughs> yeah, that was. That was an interesting, an interesting choice, but I guess for this show it makes sense. I mean, look, anything this show does makes sense because nothing makes sense. <laughs> it's like the way my brain read it was, well, he likes to smoke a lot of pot, even though he's clean now. You, that never leaves you, and you need to be chill to write children's songs. It's in the name, right? Like I don't know. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter. It was a lot of fun. Um, so Zari gets to become a fashion icon and Scooter gets to go back to the 1920s and live with her mom and open like an apothecary. So everyone is literally shown something that appeals to them and that they really want in the future. So um, the way they figure this out is Flesh Gideon says, I'm going to become the captain. I'm going to be the new Captain Rip. Uh, and all the rest of you, we're going to send you where you want to go, you know, back to your timeline. And what Astra and Spooner do to make sure that everyone can still hang out and be friends is they make copies of the skeleton key, which opens up into the hell dimension, uh, which clever, very clever. So um, Gideon said, look at me. I am the captain now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> Um, but so while they're do while they're all making all these plans, um, Nostantine kind of lets go that he's not going to be reunited with Alan, uh, because is, it's, it's a, a fixed, fixed point. point. Yeah. yeah, it's a fixed point. 
Um, but before we even know that, he's like, nope, they're not going to reunite me. I'm just going to go back. And and so Astra, uh, Zarian, and I'm sorry, Zarian Ava, Ava, of all people, who is like queen, keep the fucking timeline pure, is like, no, we can't leave them like this. Let's, we're, and they have this whole plan. This is a cool setup. This whole, like, we're going to do this and this, and we're going to save Alan. And then Flesh Gideon comes back with Alan. Like, yep, no, nah, I've done it. I saw what you guys were going to do. Here he is. Um, but we come to find out Flesh Allen is not Flesh Allen. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that was Flesh Good. But Allen is not Flesh Allen. He's Robot Allen. Um, and so, the, you know, the whole thing is they retire. They're sent on their way. We actually see t- a lot of time pass. Uh, Gideon's on, like, I think it's every six weeks they're supposed to meet or every month yeah. or something that they meet in the, the hell dimension. Um, they... Oh, did I jump to the next episode? I might have jumped to the next. You episode. did, but I thought you were just going to go by symmetry, like you yeah, but that, no, but, that, but that's pretty much the last episode. I, we are the only thing I'm the only the only reason the reason I uh, realized it was because the important thing here is Gary stays behind. That's what I forgot to mention. Gary stays behind. Gary is going to live with Flesh Gideon on the ship and kind of be her humanity. That's what they establish, and. Evil Gideon does not like that. She wants to take Flesh Gideon's humanity, and so she tricks Gary and jettisons him into out of the airlock into the temporal zone. Yeah. Um, and so that's where we end there. And then when we so when we come back, um, everyone is living their own life. Everyone's got their key uh, to get in and out of the the pocket dimension. And then that's what I was saying, Avon Spooner, not Avon Spooner. I'm sorry, Avon Zari realized that. Nots and Tina's not going to get his wish. And they go, you know, we're going to go save him. Uh, Flesh Gideon comes back with him. Everything I said before, I've already covered this. Um, (laughs) Sorry, I fell behind. Um, But the reveal here is, is that um, Nots and Tina pretty much decides he's going to go back and try to change this fixed point without realizing it's a fixed point. He leaves the legends a note and they keep meeting, and they kind of get his note, and it's like, I've gone to be with my one true love. And they're like, oh, that's sweet. That's wonderful. And then Gary shows up, because Gary is stuck in the, like, dawn of time caveman era. And I love this, because he builds a door out of, yes. like, whatever the fuck is in caveman times. And he goes, all right, guys, thanks for your help. And he uses the key, gets it, and he's there. <laughs> And the cavemen have this great point of like they open the door and they're like freaking out because you know Gary disappeared. Yeah. Um and yeah, so so Gary comes, tells him what's going on, uh, and uh with Gideon, and they realize that oh my god, uh it's a fixed point, and he's gone to go and do this. So they who was it? Is it uh eight no, it's it's Zari who has the 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 time the time jumper mm-hmm. so they jump in time back to world war one because they actually see they check on Nostantine to see if he was able to do what he was supposed to do and he's killed like he goes and he goes to poison alan's drink while he's on the front line and you literally see alan go to take the drink and a gunshot comes knocks the drink out and hits Nostantine in the chest and kills him and so they go back to save him uh and he comes out and he's like, oh, I died, didn't I? Damn. And long story short, the fixer, 
And this is the big thing. The fixer is Mike the Fixer, a.k.a. Booster Gold. Yes. We, and I was we just, actually have a live-action Booster Gold. I rushed through this, and I was really just focused on that because I love Booster Gold. <laughs> I think he's an awesome character. And I got to tell you, I love this I love this version so far. Yeah, like, the first time we see him, we don't even know he's Booster Gold. He is on the front line being the fixer of his whole thing is the reason you can't save Alan is because it's a fixed point because if Alan lives, Nostantine doesn't uh, invent time travel. Yeah. And he never realizes, and this legend legends points out that if any time traveler came to uh, stop the creation of time travel, they would be stopped by the paradox they created. Which <laughs> is awesome. Exactly. Yes, is he too? Booster Gold. Bravo. Fantastic. I'm glad that they got him in live action, man. I'm that, I'm pretty excited about that. And uh, the the actor's name is skipping my mind for a moment. But yeah, I don't know the actor. He, he's also really fun. I know he was like on Scrubs, and you've seen him like some other stuff too. So that was pretty cool. Wait, that's uh, Faison, right? Yeah, that's the guy from Scrubs. Holy shit! I yeah. didn't realize it. I saw Michael Faison. I saw his name in the credits, and I recognized it. And I didn't it didn't click where it was from. And then I saw him and I love Booster Gold, but I didn't realize that that was who it was. You're right. That's the guy from uh -huh. Scrubs. Wow. Yeah. Um, but I like I actually really love this guy even before I knew it was Booster Gold. Because he comes out and he freezes time and he's like, hey, he, he plays around a golf in World War One trenches and goes. He's talking to the people. He's like, yeah, you can't hear me anyway. But you know what? I got to get up this early. I got to play some golf. And like, so he, he does this whole thing where he's the fixer. And then the legends come and they do have this brilliant plan of, we know there's a fixer. Let's just write a message to him in our palms and put them up. And when he freezes time and comes to see what we're doing, he'll see it. And it was like, pretty much like, Hey, Mr. Fixer, please don't kill us. Yeah, uh, on each one of the hands. Yeah, right, on each one of those. Please, Mr. Fixer, please don't kill us. Um, How about his entrance, though, when he walks in and he, he comes out to, like, here comes the hot stepper, and yeah. he's playing golf, and he has, like, the hat and everything like that. He has, like, this really badass entrance when he, when he appears, I, which I was – I'm telling you, if we didn't have the Batman tonight, that's what we would have opened with. I yeah. still thought about him, like, can't do that. I no, can't, you're right. You can't marry with the Batman, so. No, you're 100% right. Uh, and, and actually, because I went off my notes, I stopped looking at my notes, but you're right. Here comes, he comes out to here comes the hot stepper, and he's playing golf, and he's super smooth and super cool. He's got the booster gold, like, hat, and he's got it on nope. the logo on a golf ball and stuff like that. I, I did, thought it was, it was pretty Did awful. you know it was booster gold before the end? Uh, yes, because I unfortunately had, I think I had shared the article because it did leak that uh, okay. he was cast on Legends as Booster Gold okay. a couple weeks ago. And then once we got to finale and we haven't seen him yet, I'm like, I was kind of anticipating him showing up. Then once he shows up with the blue star and everything like that, I was like, yeah. Oh. I didn't, I didn't even, it didn't register to me, which I'm yeah, happy it did. Sorry with the blue hat. Yeah. yeah. Because, he, like, they just said he was Mike, and I was just kind of watching it, didn't register. But when they reveal he's Booster Gold at the end, because he steals so pretty much... All right, I'm jumping all around, because I get excited to talk about Booster Gold. I apologize, but... Um, Dude, you can't so, skip past the Terminator 2 scene that we got. I can't... There's, I've skipped past too much, so I have to go back. So Lance is pregnant, by the way. Uh, Captain Lance is pregnant with Captain uh, Sharp's child, because now that she's an alien and they have kissed and swapped DNA... 
That's how her species gives birth. And guess what, guys? She's no longer invulnerable. The kid is. So she can die. But Jason, how about the explanation? Because somebody, um, I think it's uh, Nate questions it. And and uh, Gary is like, just go with it. Yeah, right. I thought about you. I was like, "Yeah, hand wave." That's true. Even Legends is telling me this is a hand wave. Don't worry about it. Yep, it doesn't look. And you know what? I never questioned it because it's Legends. Because don't quit. Look, you got a question about Legends? I got. A, I got advice. Don't question Legends. <laughs> Just go with it. Go for the ride. Just go with it. It's fun. It does, if you think about it, look. If you think about any of this, it doesn't make sense. Don't think about it. Enjoy it. <laughs> um. But yeah, so so uh, Lance is pregnant. Um, this also like because I jumped ahead to Booster Gold. I went right to the end. It's I'm sorry, fine, I'm so excited about Booster Gold. But like we lose Nate, guys. We lose Nate in this. He's no longer a legend, and he has an awesome end where like he puts a steel on and he goes to save Alan, uh, and he runs through mustard gas, and the mustard gas corrodes it and scars him, and then. They give him the jumper, and he's just like, guys, I'm sorry, but I'm done. They're like, hey, we love you, man. I'm sad to see him go. So am I, because I really I really grew to like him, man, over the – because I think he joined in uh, season two, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, and he's been an awesome character. I mean, I know I goof around about the, uh, you know, the steel and how he doesn't use it that much, but he used it in a perfect way for him to go out and to go live and mm-hmm. to totem with, you know, with his version of sorry and you know, like that. So – it was a nice, nice fitting ending, but yeah, where we did lose another almost OG legend. Yeah, because he's not almost. part of the original cast, but he's close enough. He's um, close enough. I mean, yeah, it's like there was Sarah Lance and then him, like pretty much. Yeah, you know, so it's like I don't think I think Sarah Lance is the only person still in the show that didn't join four plus seasons. You know, like because I think yeah. Sharp joined in the fourth season. Yeah, so. You're going to also, too, I wanted to talk about is that other scene where evil Gideon puts herself into the robot's yes. body. Right. And that's a very T2 moment, as you said. Yeah, she's there. She's chasing down, as you say, Flesh Gideon. And um, <laughs> who the hell was with her? It was Flesh Gideon. It was Spooner. Spooner and somebody else. And Astra. And Astra. So they're chasing him on the Wave Rider. And yeah, we get this whole thing where. Spooner's got the shotgun and she's shooting at her face and you can see like the face that's opening like Terminator and she even flips the freaking shotgun around the same way and I was just like yep. this is all I mean is she gonna I thought she was gonna fall into like a bat of like lava and like the thumb was gonna like go down or something and that's all they were missing from this from this yeah, episode. No, for sure. And I I love that. I, I clocked that too. That I literally wrote Evil G goes T2. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then we also find out that Nostantine is not the coward he thought he was. No. Right? Which I, I had think that, that was going to happen. I did too. Uh, but I think that's a beautiful moment, right? Like, he remember, he actually says, I remember looking down and not, and that's it. But you actually see him go down and, and hold this guy and and comfort him and while he's dying. And people are shooting around him. To the and he's oblivious. He's not a coward. He's very brave in that moment, um, and I, so I thought that was a nice moment for that character to realize. Like, wait a minute, I'm not the guy I thought I was. Yeah, yeah, they're like redemption moment for himself. Right. Um, Do you think we're getting him again next year as this character? Or do you think we're getting him as someone else? Um, 
I I don't know. I don't want them to do like him playing a different character every season. I, I was already not loving the Constantine thing because yeah. I like John Constantine a lot. Me too. I love him as John Constantine. So I, I hope that's not the case. But the, this episode kind of sold me on a character a little bit that he was pretty cool. But I also don't know how much you're going to be able to do with that character. How about yeah. the where this whole thing was going on though in in the past? It was in they mentioned it by name that it was no man's land. Yes, that's right. That's right. Where uh, the big scene is, in Wonder Woman happens. That's right. I missed that. You're right. And so World War One in the middle between the trenches, the big scene where, yeah. where Wonder Woman happens, no man's land. Yeah, I, and I guess in this universe it, or this time, this version, it didn't happen. Wonder Woman didn't go through and save the day, and you know, which is fine. But I, it did make me wonder if they were gonna like mess around and have some sort of nod to it or something like that. Would have been cool. Would have yeah. been cool, but. That's I mean, I guess, you know, they, couldn't, they can't do everything. Uh, and then, so Booster Gold steals the Wave Rider because they trick uh, Flesh Gideon tricks Evil Gideon in the T2 body to pretty much destroy herself mm-hmm. uh, by destroying the cloaking device on it and making her the anomaly. Booster Gold steals it and goes, you tried this, thought you were playing me, I played you. Leaves. And when he comes back, everyone gets on the wave rider and everyone's arrested for time crimes. And that is when we find out he's Booster Gold. And that is the end of the episode. Yeah, uh, which is a good, interesting setup for next season, though. For sure. Oh, for sure. I I, I finished this going, I really want to know where this is going. Like, I, I kind of wish I didn't have to wait a year for this. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, we'll get it in the fall. I'm sure they'll yeah, get back right, on yeah. schedule now. And you're right, you're right. So. That's pretty cool, though. Uh, but yeah, no, I think another strong season for Legends. Uh, and very, very strong ending. The last couple episodes I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And, and it got pretty serious. So it's the did. last couple episodes, which you haven't seen Legends do in a little while. They've mostly stuck with the slapstick and, you know, kind of like fun-loving crew for a little while. But it, it, it worked, though. It, it definitely worked for me. Yeah, no, I agree. It, it 100% worked for me. And again, I think this season is better than the last one. I think they really... Um, Again, I don't know how this show continues to be as good as it is in like its eighth season. Like I don't yeah. like usually you get an eighth season that's not a cartoon. It's like oh, we're wearing thin here, guys. But like I don't know. I watched this. I didn't think anything in the season was wearing thin. It was clever. It was good. It was fun. What else could you want? Out of all the CW verse shows that we've gotten so far, I think this one has stayed the most consistent for the longest. Agreed. That makes Agreed. sense, right? Because like Black Lightning had four strong seasons. Supergirl had like four and a half to five good seasons, and then six seasons was horrendous. Yeah. Uh, you know, Flash has kind of been hit and, you know, hit and miss for a while now. Arrow, same type of thing. Like they were really strong in the beginning, and they kind of tailed off towards the mm-hmm. end. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, but a show that definitely has improved as time has gone on. Our last CW verse show of the week uh is batwoman we got our season three finale and uh jason's favorite joy buzzer conclusion all right so again the joy buzzer stuff is stupid but (laughs) having said that these two episodes i thought were good uh, and i texted you ed as i was watching the new one last night like i don't think i've ever seen a show make me hate it so much in one season and like it so much in another. Like, the, the turnaround on this show was, I thought, really good. It was um, tremendous. 
It was. And I, and I think, honestly, I think they stick the landing in this. I really do. I don't think it yeah, was... Yeah, I like the finale a lot. Yeah. I mean, again, uh, Joy Buzzer stuff aside, I'm not going to mention Joy Buzzer anymore. I've mentioned it <laughs> every week. I think it's stupid. I'm going to say one more time. It's like I found a lead pipe. It's like someone hit me with a lead pipe and broke my arm, and I went, give me that lead pipe. I need to fix my arm. It's it's <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. But regardless of that, the emotional stuff here in the writing is pretty good. So um, pretty much uh, Marcus, Marcus announces that um, he is uh, pretty much going to go. All right. I'm going to reveal Batwoman. Everyone like he, he gets, he gets it. Oh, I'm in the wrong notes. I've jumped ahead. I'm sorry because I watched these out of order. So anyway, wow. Did you watch them out of order? Well, because I watched, I watched, no, no, not these episodes. I watched oh, Legends okay. and then Batwoman and then okay. Legends and Batwoman. Fair enough, fair enough. Right? So, so I was looking ahead at my notes. So, anyway, uh, this episode opens up with Alice completely having a, a break with reality. She buzzes her head with the joy buzzer and it works and she becomes Beth again. And she's exonerated. I mean, they might as well throw a ticker tape parade <laughs> with how, how wonderful this hallucination is. Um, and it's all a hallucination, right? She's having a psychotic break again. Um, her She goes and begs Mary uh, to help her. And Mary's super pissed. Like, you you not only let me do what I did as Poison Ivy, but you, uh, you egged it on. Um, and then... We get Jim Gordon mentioned because Marcus's whole thing is he is going after Jim Gordon. We find out the Black Glove Society, which has in its midst Jim Gordon's first wife, mm -hmm. um, who he was divorced from, his ex-wife. Uh, and so that's how they figure out kind of what he's doing. Um, Jada gets kidnapped because we know she's also part of the Black Glove Society. Uh, Alice tries to get the joy buzzer. And then Marcus shows up like she, so Alice goes to the henchwoman who was like making the joy buzzer and she's trying to get it and she's trying to get it fixed and she's confronting her and Marcus shows up and goes, bang, shoot you, you're dead. <laughs> Give me that joy buzzer. Uh, not to Alice, but to the, the hench. Um, then we find out that the Black Glove Society is Jada, Jada Jet, Barbara Gordon uh, Sr., the founding member of Arkham Asylum and Falcone, which I thought it was interesting. We got a Falcone drop here. Got a lot of Fal Falcone mentions this, uh, this week. This week is a big... Yeah. I'm going to say it's a big unexpected Falcone week. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't know very... Falcone was as big as, as big as he was in either of the things we're talking about Batman related <laughs> tonight. Um, and so I think they kind of refer to Hush for a bit. Yes. Where they're like, you know, you, you had your son redone to make him better, and he was a serial killer. And and that's kind of, that's Marcus's whole thing. Marcus is targeted the Black Love Society, who each and every one of them had a, a child who was crazy or unacceptable, whatever it was. They don't get into it. You just get it through Marcus's perspective. And he goes, I'm going to do to you guys what you did to your kids. And one of the things he does is... Uh, he puts this mask over Barbara Gordon and gives her this drug that they were giving their kid and, and it disfigures her, right? It, I, I thought it killed her, but I think she does live. 
Um, and so that's his thing. He's going to punish the bad, rich parents of Gotham. Um, Alice then takes the blame for Mary's murder, showing that she actually does love Mary as a sister that melts Mary. Um, and then uh, we actually get a scene of the Joker stealing the bus. Yes. Like, everything but his actual face is shown. Everything but his actual face. And I actually liked the way the suit looked. I liked the way the back looked. Yeah. Um, I thought it was super cool. I, and it's brutal. Like, he opens that door and of, the, of a school bus with children on it and murders the bus driver with a gun. He shoots him in the head or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Cold blood. Very cold blood. Um, and then this, it ends with Alice, who is, um, so Alice is, winds up being drugged by Marcus because she wants the buzzer to heal herself. Marcus is like, I don't want to do this. You're a villain. I love villains. You should be one of me. And he gives her like a Joker type gas that gets her a bit more crazy. And she's like, let me tell you about the Batcave. Yeah. And I mean, she really rolls out the red carpet for him. Uh, she, she really does. And that leads into what I was saying is that Marcus then uses all the resources of the Batcave to announce to everyone's cell phone. Uh, because apparently that's what Bruce Wayne did. He went, I'm going to create something in the Batcave to make me be able to talk to every single person in Gotham at once with their cell phone, whether they like it or not. Batman and his control of cell phones is a thing. It really is. I, I, you know, what? this needed this needed Lucius Fox to go. I'm sorry, Mr. Wayne, but uh, if this technology is here, I can't be. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but I guess Lucius Fox has passed at this point. Yes. Um. But so Marcus announces he uh, he's going to give up who Batwoman is, uh, and his real plan is to take the Bat Zeppelin out. But, so by, by the way, I, I want to say I thought it was insane when I saw this bat blimp. Right. <laughs> I looked it up. It's canon. Is it fucking canon? Are you kidding me? There's a bat blimp in the comics. All right. You yes. know what? Is he is he's giving me the yes? I can see he's backstage right now. He's <laughs> absolutely. He's, he's, he's with her on this insanity. Yeah, it's a thing. I can't then ding it. And, I, you know, to be honest, I was only going to make fun of it briefly for the Bat <laughs> the Zeppelin. But, all right, no, fair enough. It's it's canon. Batman has a Zeppelin. I get it. Um, so Marcus's plan is pretty much to – it's a very Joker plan. He's going to blow up most of the city and Jokerify anyone who lives. It's true, is he? It's true. He's got everything. Uh, except for parents. Oh! I went there. I went there. Oh. And and look, full disclosure, Batman's my favorite like superhero of all time, and I still went there. <laughs> um, and then they have a plan. So okay, um, because <laughs> I'm a terrible person, is he? Uh, so actually, no, I should show that that it's because well, I'm a say, terrible person. But Jason is worse. <laughs> you could have said someone's name. Why did you say that name, Martha? Yes. <laughs> Why did you say that name? Why? <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. We, we... No, no, no worries. So um, they come up with a plan like, okay, so the only thing that Marcus doesn't have access to is all of the Riddler trophy, all of the, the Riddler trophies, the, bat, the, the villain trophies. So we need to get our hands on, A, 
the um, the penguin's umbrella that hypnotized, and B, the condiment king's gun. <laughs> yes, he's the thing. I remember you and I were just talking about the condiment king the other day. Yes, we were, and we, we really shouldn't have. We yeah. awakened it. It was in the air. It was in a in a mythos it's, somewhere. It's crazy. It's crazy that we were talking about this character that I had never heard of before we talked about it, and here he is, reference to Batwoman. Yeah, that was there was a lot of weird stuff in this in this in this episode, but it all it but it, it, it lines up though. It checks checks out. No, it does. I agree. Like so, Batwoman. So uh, Mary convinces Ryan to go and talk to Alice because Mary's like, "Look, guys, you sidelined me before. You don't listen to me, Alice. You need to give Alice the buzzer. Fuck Marcus. Give it to Alice, right?" <laughs> and Ryan, who of course hates Alice because Alice killed her mother. <laughs> <laughs> like her adopted mother, I kind of get it. Yeah. Um, goes and they have a conversation, and she's pushing like Alice. Why do you deserve it? Why should you get it over Marcus? And I and Alice at one point goes, I shouldn't. I don't deserve it. And I and th- I correct. think that's it is correct. And I think it's a moment like they're they're obviously setting Alice up to be a genuine good guy next season. Mm-hmm. And. I think this season did a really good job pacing that. It doesn't feel forced at all. Because, you know, spoilers, she doesn't get the buzzer, but she still helps Ryan uh, concoct a plan to outwit Marcus to give him the buzzer. Mm -hmm. So she kind of proves that she is a good guy. Um, And so, yeah, so uh, Jada winds up exposing Marcus as the killer uh, that he is. Of his father, and through hand wave magic, he is deposed, and Ryan is put back in place within like fifteen minutes. But hand wave, it's all good. It's all fine. It's fine. We we do we want twenty minutes like knowing the boardroom stuff? I don't. No. I can accept it. I don't need that. Yeah, uh, and then they they use the penguin's umbrella to hypnotize people through their cell phones to flee, which I thought was cool. Yeah, you know, like get out of here we've hypnotized him get the fuck out of here um and then yeah and then we see that that alice helps batwoman give the magic uh, charge uh, it actually does cure marcus which is stupid but i promised i wouldn't I talk it. about it anymore I, it. I did too uh but like again i've said this plot line was stupid the whole time if I'm looking at this plot line for what it is, it gives the payoff it promised. So I have to at least be fair there. Um, but my note is literally the buzzer work question mark. Stupid. <laughs> um, Batwing, this is a cool moment. Batwing actually leaves his dad's AI on the bat blimp to, uh, you know, save pretty much stop the explosion, save God. It doesn't stop it. It just mitigates it because this, episode does end with that explosion hurting a lot of people. Well, it was also loaded with the Joker's acid because you know, he, Marcus was carrying out his plan. Yes. That he whispered no. to him apparently as a child, but she felt yes. the need to carry out many years later. Yeah, because they say he's he's like the Joker's fanboy, the Joker's yeah. biggest fanboy, um, which I'm, again, I'm fine with. I actually like the dude who plays Marcus. I, I think he's he's got a lot of charm. Yeah, no, Jonathan makes a good point here oh. too. It was actually in the episode before yes. his, there's a great scene where we find there's a connection. So back when we in the in the first season, when we see where Alice was her origin story, she was kind of ran off the road, 
and 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 you know, went off the side of a bridge before Batman was there to try to save them. We find out the Joker bus was the reason why it was ran off the road. So yeah. indirectly, so facto creates Alice, you know, and Marcus at the same yeah. time. So I thought Which, that was actually pretty cool. For sure. And Jonathan, thank you for reminding me of that because I completely forgot that in my notes, but you're right. That's huge. And actually, I think kind of cool, kind of clever. I like, liked a lot. Because Marcus is trying to get, like, that's the thing. Uh, Marcus, Alice might be trying to stop Marcus. Marcus is like, nah, you, you're an OG villain. I want you to work with me. We got to be cool, you know? Um, so I like that he, when he's like, we're the same. And she's like, we're not. And he's like, but we are. Let me explain something to you. I thought that was a, a very cool moment. Yeah. And well-written. Yeah, agreed. Um, and yeah, so the buzzer works. Jaden and, Jade and Ryan are starting anew. Marcus seems to be okay. Alice winds up leaving, but of course she's kind of going to come back. Uh, Mary is, of course, distraught. And I, I, I like that they paired them together. I think Alice and Mary are two characters in the second season I found that they didn't know what to do with. Mm-hmm. And putting them together and making, giving them a sisterhood and this shared trauma and shared bond, I think it's smart. I, so because it gives it gives both characters something to do when the main characters are out doing something. You know what I mean? Yeah, agree, agree. Um, and then you know, hey, the Joker's fall out. What does it do? Zombies. Pretty much. Pretty <laughs> much looks like that. wasn't wasn't really didn't see that one coming. I didn't either, but, uh, you know, hey, I'm here for it. Uh, I enjoyed this season. I thought this was a huge turnaround season, and um, I'm kind of excited to see where it goes next. No, me too. Uh, yeah, definitely a huge turnaround and uh, a show we're on board with now. And we want to be on board with all the shows. But now, sure. now, now we're on board with Batwoman, so can't wait to see what happens when they come back in the fall. All right. So that that covers our CW uh segment of the week and that brings us to our movie of the week what movie are we doing this week uh, is it a good one is it a uh, new one some, in, it... some little indie flick that i indie think flick, uh, right? came out you know came out earlier today dano's in it right uh he's, he's an indie actor paul dano i think and <laughs> dano, yeah, right. Yeah, right right the twilight guy's in it yeah, yeah, uh, and uh the, the 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 daredevil guy the bullseye guy yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we are concluding. We did our rewatch of all the live-action Batman films leading up to this episode, to The Batman, which was finally released this week. Super excited to talk about it. But we do have some guests to, to introduce to join us for this episode because this is how we go. We we go big on these big movies that drop. That's right. So let's, uh, let's start rolling them out because we do got three guests coming out here. So uh, first up, You've seen him on this uh, show before. Uh, he's kicking off his uh, his old dirty fighting show that's coming on next week with Pop Culture Pros. Uh, you know him, you love him, Rick Cedrez. Rick, what's up, dude? What's up, boys? <laughs> <laughs> what's up, dude? What's going on, man? <laughs> Another day in paradise. I'm excited. I've been uh. As you guys know, uh, I speak to Eddie about a half hour to an hour every day. So I watched this movie, and we haven't spoken at all since. So I'm really excited. We dodge the, we dodge the topic constantly. So we dodge it every day. Holy holy crap. So hey. Ed, you and I have talked more about this movie than you and Rick. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. 
And so, the but- person that I went to see the movie with, uh, Billy Sanders, shout out, um, he it's left right. 30 minutes before it ended. So I can't discuss it with him because he doesn't know the ending. Did, was, was there, there, a, was there an emergency? A, was there an emergency in his home? No, that's how he watches movies. He, he like just leaves shows 30 up, minutes before eating his candy. And when he runs out of chocolate, like he just leaves. That's that's bizarre. That's one of the worst viewing habits I've ever seen or heard of in my entire life. So has he never seen the end to any movie that he didn't buy enough chocolate for? Uh he'll watch, he'll like go back and watch the movie a second time. But will he then buy I enough chocolate? I don't know if he shows up halfway through the second time. <laughs> that's what I want to know cuz if if his time in a movie is dictated by how much how many snacks he has and he habitually only buys enough snacks to get him into a half an hour before the movie. I'm curious how he finishes any movie. He needs to start buying more Will- candy then. Right. Prior to the uh, film. Wait, wait, wait. Can I show you guys what I got, Eddie? Did anybody else see this at the theater? We no. went to Regal, so we did not. Yes. They were, se- they were selling this at the theater. Saw it. Had to get it, so... Dude, that's awesome, also man. Also had to premiere it before I sent it to you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I, I just was thought you were going like, to try to wear it. I, I have to admit I'm very happy I couldn't buy that at the theater because I would have, and it would have been another thing my wife went, where, <laughs> where do you want to put that? Where are we putting that? <laughs> I came it's home, bad enough I have I a huge Doctor Doom mask in our living room. <laughs> I walked in my house. I look like Al Snow. I was like, it's a gift for Eddie, I swear. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what does everybody right. want? Hey, 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 hey. All right, so we got two more guests to roll out here, too, uh, to help us cover the Batman. Um, he's joining us from a, he has his own uh, YouTube channel as well. Uh, it's called Izzyverse. Uh, and we are joined by... Izzy, dude, what's up, man? What's going on? What's going on, guys? Yo, I saw that Batman popcorn, and I went, man, that's why AMC is selling the tickets for $1 extra. They want to get the money back from that. (laughs) (laughs) You guys heard about that, right? (laughs) You guys heard about that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about it on the page, and it's it's absurd, man. I, I have a Regal Unlimited membership, which is why I usually go to Regal. And honestly, thank God I did because I, I'm not trying to pay extra for like one dollar extra. You actually want to see That's one dollar extra? Really? It, it, it's enough that the movie tickets cost the arm and the leg, right? Yeah, and you got to add an extra buck. Yeah, right, they're like twenty-two bucks at this point, right? Like, I'm gonna be old here. I mean, I remember when I was younger going to the movies. They were eight dollars. <laughs> I used to when when I was in high school. Well, I say that right quite loosely. Um, <laughs> when I say I'm in, I was in high school, but during my time in high school, I would go to the movies all the time, and you know, and you know, I'm a teenager, I'm a teenager, and stuff like that. And all I needed was to save a couple of bucks my my parents would give me as far as my allowance, and I would catch, I would see a movie more than once. You know, there was a time that I would have saw a movie five, six, seven times because the ticket price was affordable. Matinee was even more affordable. Yeah, they were like four now bucks, it's like bucks. It was crazy. yeah. So it's like you would go do you would go do that today. You you know you you gotta 
prepare as you would go into Disney World sometimes and go into the movie theater. Something, <laughs> you know. And I got a, I got a party of four, so oh wow, it's never easy for me. It's like. Jesus, you know, so, so so going to the movie theater for you and your family is like a paycheck, right? <laughs> <sighs> let's just between say, the tickets and the food. And... Let's just say I'm very happy for PayPal paying for. Well, we'll keep on rolling out the family guys, though, because we also have another gentleman who's joining us. You know him from Pop Culture Pros, uh, specifically the Jader and Kyle show. We got Jader who's joining Kyle? us. Shockingly, not Kyle. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Thanks, wow, bro. Jader, I say that only because Kyle Kyle has never lowered himself to be on this show. No, no, he was he joined oh, us once. He's, he's, he joined I, us. I already, I already told them that he's missing the fuck out, man. I'm like, oh, and you, this is you it. are a friend to the show who comes on a great deal to support us. So it was a joke. That's all. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know, I know. How are you guys, man? Sorry, I took so long. I honestly probably ran over like 15 grandmas and like hit like seven cars to get here. I was driving like <laughs> Badinson, chasing the penguin right now. Uh, super excited <laughs> to talk to the show. Yeah, man. You, I, 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 good, man. Good. I told you I was giving your I was giving your and uh, Kyle's review that's up on Pop Culture Pros right now. I was, I was listening to it after the movie because I was like, wait a second. Is Jada going to talk about spoilers in his, in his review? I'm no. not really sure. I, I, I try to really tread lightly, man, as, as much as I could. I don't think I spoiled too much, to be honest with you. Uh, Steve yeah. asked me if it was spoiler, and I was like, no, I don't think I did. Uh, nothing that wasn't away from the trailers, which, funny enough, I went into this movie, saw zero trailers, uh, except wow. for the very first nice. one, the uh, what they previewed during uh, the DC fandom about two years yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I saw every time that I went to the movie theater to see a movie and the Batman trailer went down I honestly would pop in my airpods and just like look down and make sure that I wouldn't see anything so I went really pretty blind while watching this and I saw I ended up seeing the trailer um, after I saw the movie just to see what I, and I feel like the trailer that second trailer shows a lot you know that's, obviously yeah. uh, me seeing the movie piecing everything together yeah. mm-hmm. to me it shows a lot to obviously the general audience you don't know What's you can't tell. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you can't tell. But after you see it, you're like, holy shit, they did show a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, anyways, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm very I, excited I will, to talk this movie. I will say this much. That first trailer is my favorite one out of all of them, only because oh, yeah. of that, that one scene where the, the penguin, is, his car has been flipped over and you see Batman walking upside down. Just, yeah. There's that something shot, really cool about that shot. So we'll talk, we'll talk about that. Uh, absolutely, man. But yeah, man, I got to see this movie uh, last week, right? Was it Sunday I saw it or something? Thursday. No, I saw it Thursday. Thursday. Oh, so before that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. When I when Robert Patterson showed up to our, to our premiere, that was Sunday, but I had already seen it. That was my second oh, time. Oh, okay, okay. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, man. Uh, uh, Pattinson showed up, man. He he ended up being there. I'll show you a quick little picture, guys. Uh, right there in nice. our premiere. Oh, to cool. The film. Nice, nice. So that was that was really really cool. Um, I want some I want some goodies for having a bald head. They gave me a hat. Uh, they gave me a fanny pack for having a Batman tattoo. Uh, <laughs> wow. For, for, yeah, they gave me a, a a cup for being an EMT. It was awesome. It was it was. Uh, I kept raising my hand for everything. They're like, "Who is it? It's any any first responders?" And I'm like, "Right here." And then they're like, "Any bald heads?" I took out my. I'm like, "Right here." And I just Did shaved my head. Batman head. Did you get a Batman head? Right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but uh it was it was it was a good time uh i know we're gonna we're obviously gonna go in order and all that night you know if i don't if you guys don't stop me I'll, i'll just keep talking all night but um uh that second viewing for me just you know solidified how great this movie was um, yeah, at, at least for me, I don't know if you guys, I, I loved it the first time. I, I absolutely loved it, but it solidified it of, uh, how great a film it actually is. Uh, but let's go ahead, man. Let's dive in. Yeah. So it's the tickers up on the bottom. So spoilers, we're going to spoil the heck out of this. I know the movie technically officially drops today. So if you have not seen it, please go back and come check us out another time because we're going to openly discuss this film and all its spoiler glory. You've been warned. So let's go in. Rick's got yeah. his Batman cowl. He's got popcorn in, nice. which is fantastic, yeah. ready to go. Um, all right, so I guess I'll just go around with, like, overall thoughts of the film before we do our usual thing where we'll go character by character, bring up scenes that uh, involve that characters, open discussion then. Um, yeah, honestly, Jada, I know you, you just had mentioned it, but I agree with you. I really loved this film the first time around. I got to see it on Tuesday night with Jason at an IMAX fan event. And I think that's when Rick had seen it as well. Uh, Rick had seen it in Florida. Uh, But it's just, I just love the approach and the freshness of the film because the question we've asked ourselves on this show for months now has been what besides a dark, gritty, real world setting is Matt Reeves going to bring to the Batman? You know, like especially while we were watching the Dark Knight trilogy, it's like, yeah, we, we kind of got this, man. It kind of reinvigorated our love for, for the Dark Knight and for Batman Begins and everything. And then it just blew me away with how different it still was. I thought there was going to be a Batman. lot of similarities. We yes. get Detective Batman. That's and it's, mean, yeah, and that's only, that's briefly alluded on in the <clears throat> other, some of the other films, very briefly. Like in a Dark Knight, he has like the, you know the 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 scene with the uh, the shrapnel on the wall the and everything and, the and all that shit and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and that's as far as it really goes in that. So that was pretty much honestly what you get in a whole damn trilogy. But this is almost three hours of Detective Batman, and I was like, I was <laughs> loving it, absolutely loving oh, yeah. it. Um, and then on second viewing, it just it seemed like the, it was even smoother. You know what I mean? If that's possible, like the movie played move very smooth for me the first time, but it seemed like it was smooth and it flowed, and it doesn't feel like anywhere near three yeah. hours. It so, feels like it's a two-hour piggy, movie. Piggybacking off that, I um, the general census has been it's a great film. It just feels very long, <clears throat> and I've noticed that even even when I was watching it the first time, was I bored watching this film? Not not at all. But I've noticed I'm like holy shit! Like I thought we were like hitting like. You know, close to the uh, the ending or the climax, and then I realized, dude, we still have another you know 45, 50 minutes left. Mm-hmm. I was not bored. I had no issue with the runtime originally. I it just I just knew it was long because I knew what time I got in, and mm-hmm. I had to drive an hour home. And I'm like, holy shit! Like I'm gonna get home, you know, by midnight by the time this movie ends. <laughs> Wasn't a big deal to me. Um, the second time I saw it, for me personally, yeah. it ran by so fast, where I was like, holy shit, we're at this scene already. Um, it wasn't like that because uh, when I got to see it, obviously it was press only. It was no one else was able to go see it. Uh, second time I, I was able to, you know, invite some people over. We got some tickets. Uh, you know, uh, thank you to Pop Culture Pros. Uh, you know, we put that thing for Miami, and a bunch of my friends got tickets. So we ended up getting in there, and maybe I think like twelve of my friends grabbed tickets. So it was a bunch of us, you know, just watching the movie, and um. My girlfriend leaned in and she was like, 
um it's almost over right and it was literally by the uh penguin uh but the introduction to the batmobile which we're gonna talk about is my favorite scene ever um but i was like no no we you got some time i'm like that is this is nowhere near it and then even when they <clears throat> capture which we're getting ahead of ourselves but once they you know they the ending where, where they, they they capture uh riddler she's like all right it's almost over i'm like another 25 minutes and she's like what <laughs> now she was starving <laughs> so that's why it's not that she hated the film at all yeah. she actually loved it she's a big defender of it because she doesn't understand either why people aren't really digging it um but she was just really hungry where she said she literally felt that runtime um where the second half she just wanted it kind of to be over because she was starving um so she's been she begging angry. Take her this week yeah yeah she really was which is you know it's a you know us it's a thing. we we know we know how scary <laughs> that can be right it, yeah. it, it'll be like a combination of joker and riller together in a, in a week so, <laughs> yeah. um, and she doesn't oh, get boy. her food so uh so yeah so it was that she loved it but she did feel she felt that runtime where um i've had a lot of friends tell me that but always on second view i usually always get the same answer holy shit, this movie's even better the second time. Because you already know what to expect. You already know what's coming. And it just flies by so much faster, I felt. Um, and then the third time he said, yeah, it's even better. So, <laughs> Yeah, no, and, yeah. and I agree with you. It does seem like you would think the climax of the film was there. You're right. And I thought to myself, I'm like, oh, They're shit, wrapping no, up, at least. Gotta be, yeah, yeah, there's got to be more. And there was yeah. more, and it was more. But, uh, yeah, you're right. The second time around, that's what I was saying, smoother. It seems like it just, everything blends together. Well, yeah, once you know what's you know coming, you're like, holy shit, we're here already, you know? Mm -hmm. Agreed. So. Uh, Jason? Yeah, no, I actually, I, I want to, it's funny because I agree with what you guys said about uh, the the moment where the Riddler gets captured. Because I, I only saw it once. I haven't seen it twice yet. I, I of course, love this movie. It, it, it's a great movie. <laughs> uh, you know, I think that goes without saying, but, um, but uh, it's funny because I, I had the same moment. I wasn't bored. And, like, I don't love long movies. Like as I get older, my attention span gets gets shorter. So something has to be really good for me to like be be engrossed, right? But we got to the Riddler scene where he gets captured, like that you guys were talking about, and I myself was going, well, as much as I'd love the movie to be, you know, over soon because this has been a while. I, I don't want this to be over yet. I, I want more here and this and that. And so, like, there's me at, like, the two 220 mark or whatever it was going more, which I never do. I never do that. Um, but, yeah, no, this was great. I, I thought uh, Pattinson does a great job as Batman. I thought um, I'm going to address something that I've seen in a lot of reviews where they say this movie is joyless. And Probably. I think <laughs> Jana, say, we, Jana, we know somebody who who's, who said that. And with all due respect, <laughs> I really do. I really do love the man. I have a, a great relationship. Oh, I wasn't. I so. wasn't talking about someone in particular, by the way. I'm sorry if <laughs> no, I. No, no, I, no, no. I understand. But the thing is, I hate everything, and I'm so I'm so, I'm so used to it already. I'm so used to it. I today he sent me his review, and I read it, and I I gave him a, I gave it a heart, right, like a, a thumbs up, and then I'm like, it's not because I agree with you. It's because of so it's a well written review. And he wrote laughing my fucking ass off. And I'm like, you know, and I and you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion, even though he's wrong. No, of course. Completely for sure. <laughs> where, where this comes from is before I saw the movie, my wife comes in and she's laughing and she's reading uh, a review of it, and she goes, and, and I'm like, what are you laughing at? And she's like, 
They're saying that Robert Pattinson's Batman voice sounds like he's had food poisoning for days. And that this movie is joyless. And and she just thought that that was just funny. Like, she doesn't give a shit about yeah. Batman, to be honest with you. Oh. Right? But so that's what I was talking about. But I go in, and to be honest, the penguin for me in this movie is pure joy. Oh, like, absolutely. I, like even if you like Colin I Farrell get, was having the time of his life shooting and he's movie. great yeah. he is yeah. great when he when he says the line when he pulls at the end I'm jumping around but when he pulls that gun at the end and says I'm gonna I'm gonna spray paint your ass <laughs> like, yeah 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 how dude. do you not laugh at that that's hysterical um so like I I think I get why people say that like it's dark it's dark it's gritty I do feel this is like seven this is like Batman showed up in seven I mean, Seven is a joyless movie, but Seven is a fantastic movie. Like, I don't yeah. watch Seven and go, oh, this is so fun. Quinn of Thoughts yeah, exactly. was in a box, you know? Can, can, I, go, can I tell you something? Can I tell you something very briefly? I yeah. showed Steph, I showed Steph American History X, Seven and Uncon Gems in one sitting. Ooh, back, shit. back, oh. back. It was during it was during quarantine, right? And Why didn't you just oh, add oh, Joker to the mix? She absolutely she she thinks that movie's a masterpiece. She loves that film. But I was this close to showing her Re Requiem for a dream. Oh, and I was like, no, no, no. I think she would have like hung herself or some shit. But no. I showed oh, her all diaries. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I did show her. It's funny. Every time someone mentions um, Seven, that's immediate. Mind you, I saw Seven in the theater. I did too. Um, and I've been I've been a huge fan of that film since since it, it released. But it always goes back to 2020 when I showed it to my girlfriend for the first time. And I showed her those movies literally back to back to back where it ended. And she goes, can we watch Shrek? Or or a toy story <laughs> or something else, please. What the fuck is wrong with you, man? Why do you like these depressing films? And I'm like, but they're so good. She goes, they were great, but Jesus. And she like even tells me she's like, I never want to see these movies again. I'm good with the one time. Uh, but yeah, I thought and, it was every that, time someone a, mentions sentence, it just triggers that. And that's the point. Something could be depressing and quote unquote joyless and still be really well executed. Yeah. And I, yeah. but like seven is joyless, but incredibly yeah. well executed i think this is well executed but i think there is as i was saying there's a bit of joy here so that that's why i wasn't i wasn't attacking your friend here i wasn't attacking your partner i just uh was thinking of that and i'm like no i i, I just love the penguin yeah yeah uh yeah. rick what do you think what were your overall thoughts on the film um <clears throat> so i treated it very different from you guys i also Coming into it, I'd only ever seen the one trailer uh, a couple weeks ago when you guys brought it up about watching trailers. I was like, hey, I don't do that. If I want to see a movie, like I'm in. I want to walk in and not know anything about it. Um, so when I saw this movie, I walked in, didn't know what to expect. Um, and for the first hour and a half, two hours, I was just like smiling like I was watching No Way Home. <laughs> and nice. then... Billy got up and left, and that kind of threw me off of what was going on in the movie theater. For 15 minutes, I was wondering if he was all right, because how could he possibly walk out of this movie? Uh, and then I centered myself and kept watching the movie, and um, I feel like I got really nitpicky towards the end, and I don't know how I feel about this film yet. And I didn't rush for a second viewing, 
because a lot of times you listen to a Kanye West album and you don't like it. And then you listen to it six times and it's the best album you've ever heard. So I kind of want to like think I actually about really that. I actually feeling. really like that analogy because it happened with me with Jesus where I hated it the first time. And after like three listens, I was like, this shit's a masterpiece. So right. like even Life of Pablo, I did that with. And I, I kind of liked that one when I first heard it. Eight listens, I loved it. So with this movie, I wanted to like, think about it for a whole week, hear what other people think about it, and then go back and watch it again and like have a really okay. solid feel for it. So I have a lot of opinions. Uh, I, I'm with you there on Ping, on uh, Penguin. Um, a lot of things that I'm sure we'll get, we'll get deeper into. Um, uh, I mean, I really want to explore the, the element of where watching Alfred play Sudoku for like an hour is like masterful detective work. And <laughs> I mean, I don't even play Wordle. I don't even play Wordle, but I feel like Alfred was just like playing Wordle for like 40 minutes. I play That's Sudoku awesome. every day, well, every day in the morning. Every day I play Sudoku in the morning. So I'm good with that. You saw you would have solved all of the Riddler's riddles. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I like that. I, uh, I I love to get into these elements of it because, like I said, I'm with you guys. I it's like eight out of ten for me. I was smiling, super happy. Can't wait for the rewatch. Um, however, there's a lot of things, um, not including the penguin. I love the penguin. Uh, really yeah, excited. He's great. Yeah, penguin's great. Really excited for future things to come from from that role. Um, but I also want to. I don't know why, and you guys tell me what you think, and I don't want to skip ahead too much. Uh, I feel like the roles of Gordon, and, and like I said, I don't want to skip too much, but this will be like my final thought on things, really. Gordon and um, the Alfred? head mobster, Falcone, I really yeah. feel like you could have switched the actors and gotten a better film out of the overall thing. That's a hot take. I like that, though. That is a very, that is a boiling hot take. <laughs> um, I I can't see that. I I don't can't see Andy Circus as a mobster. No 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 no. He's is. talking no no. no he no, was no, talking about Je uh, uh, Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright Jeffrey and uh, oh, I'm sorry, Gordon. I'm sorry. I, I don't know why you said that. I then Totoro, right? Uh, yeah. Turo, yeah. Turo. Jeffrey Wright yeah. is Carmine Falcone. Wow. It, no, and I I don't know if you guys okay. seen Shaft where he plays Primo. And he oh no, no I, I love Shaft, dude. Yo, yo, he nails that role. He <laughs> no, nails that role. When he grabs a fucking movie. knife and he's stabbing himself in the middle of the street, like on peoples, these peoples. Yeah, yeah, peoples. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Not primo, pre peoples. Yeah, yeah, peoples. Yeah. Um you bust kill me. You bust kill me. I I really, I really, I really like that take a lot. Actually, that's not a bad take at all. But the reason uh, the 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 thing is that I've seen it with Jeffrey Wright already, and I feel like he nailed the role as Gordon. So that's the that's my the only take back I have. I I felt that one of the strongest things about this film, and it's usually you know the relationship, um, which I'm going to talk about more about about Pattinson in a little bit, but the relationship with um, um, with that him and Alfred has always been very 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 tight, right? Yeah. Um, we don't get that in this film. Alfred is in the movie very very little, mm -hmm. and. I love just seeing because you always see him. Obviously, you know, 
uh, the Gordon we all we obviously forget about is the you know the the uh, Pat Hingle and in the in the, uh, the uh, Burton Schumacher films. But once you started getting like a serious Gordon, as we did with Michael Caine, and we see that relationship between them, it's very strong. Um, and I thought that was never going to be uh, you know beatable. But I felt like you know Jeffrey Wright fucking nailed nailed it. Um, and I like the back and forth that jail scene where you know where where he's telling him what to do, and they're like you know, and he's um, I, the movie had a lot of great comedic moments um overall but that scene for me when he's like you know clear the room and all that and then he's telling him how to escape then he sees him after he you know he punches his way out and he tells him yo you should have hold those punches back i don't know it was just that I dynamic did. between them was so great yeah <laughs> one of those dynamics between them has been it, it was for me it was great yeah um but i liked i actually liked that because i have seen right as a villain and i know he can nail that character perfectly I but um, I, I I can't say yeah I can't say that I'm not I'm mad about the uh, the choice we got you got me no 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 that's a good tape that's true thank you at least I was a little movie. worried I was worried about someone getting killed off in one movie that was something that did worry <laughs> me though yeah. well Izzy what were your overall thoughts on on the film hey guys what's up I'm Izzy just in case I'm new to this channel so it's yeah. nice to be here um. I saw the movie last night, and though I will say it's not my favorite Batman movie, I'm okay. gonna start right there. But it's not the worst Batman movie, right? It is actually one of the best portrayals of Batman I've ever seen in a movie. Um, the best comparison I could give it for myself personally is it is Batman the animated series done live action. <clears throat> the only catch to me is that it was not a kid's movie. So no, I don't I don't care about the PG-13 R thing. I think you could do a good movie with PG-13 and I understand why they do that kind of stuff, right? But in this particular movie, it was a PG-13 just because they they only dropped one F bomb and little things like that. Everything else, this movie 10, 15 years ago would have been an R-rated movie. You know, the, you know, just how things have changed. So mm -hmm. the overall take of the movie was that this was an adult Batman movie. You know, and what I felt in the movie, I wasn't blown away by it, to be quite honest. But that didn't mean I didn't enjoy it, right? And mm -hmm. yeah, I understood that it was a little long in certain parts. I agree. I, I understand that it feels like it goes by fast in some parts, but in some parts it just go. It's like, okay, guys, can we just get get to this and stuff like that? Especially for me personally, against in the ending, I felt like that ending should have been put more in the middle rather than in the ending because I understood what they were doing and where they were going for with that. But I was like, the good stuff already happened for me. You know what I mean? Like the penguin car chase that was great. Seeing the Riddler being the Riddler was awesome and the fact that we're going to I know we're going to talk about each person but the fact that Paul Dano was able to give me a riddler I enjoy as far as being a riddler but he also threw in a little bit of Frank Gorshin in there which I was shocked by <laughs> you know the, the 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 Frank Gorshin giggle was something that it like it, it it shocked me when he was doing it and for me personally my one of my favorite scenes besides the obvious was him Doing his last, um, his last um, cast, and he says, "Hi guys," and he's talking to his best. group. Yeah, that thing yeah, cracked me best, up. It was right? like, yeah. "Oh, this guy, this guy's actually funny 
even though he's scary as hell. <laughs> so and that's what makes him even scarier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like the fact that he's doing pretty much what we're doing right now, right? Because I'm looking at oh, he has a Twitch stream going on here, and it's just you know all of his great. I love Jeffrey Wright. It's great to see <laughs> Jeffrey Wright in a movie, especially like this because he has the right mustache. First of all, to play Gordon, <laughs> you gotta have the mustache. That's one. Yeah. Two, it's he, he has such a a great presence in the movie. And his dynamic with, with Batman in particular is that they made it into a buddy cop mu- movie. So it was seven in the sense that it's, you know, Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt, <laughs> yeah. right? It really is. Um, so I, I love that Zoe Kravis was was good. I think we didn't get enough Andy Serkis as, as Alfred, but I think I understood I understood why. Um, and I actually did like John Totoro as, as Falcone because when he showed up, he was like, oh, no, he's, he's taking – it, this is his moment. Every time yeah, he yeah. showed up, it's his moment. And that mm-hmm. was the great... And then there's some other... You know, everybody else that was in the movie that you, we don't even talk about that was in it, you know, that I'm sure we're going to talk about, like, a certain guy shows up at the end that we were like, oh, okay. Yeah. Kind of yeah. knew it was happening, though. I kind of knew it was happening. The, the, some of the spoilers did come out. Yeah. Why, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I, actually I, heard about, I actually heard those spoilers as well. So I heard them a while saw, ago, too. I, I thought so did I, and I thought honestly that it was bullshit. I was like, no, there's no way that they're gonna leak something like this. And then when it happened, I was like, oh shit, I guess they were right. I'm like, I guess they were true. But it was it was a it was, a, it was actually a leak. It wasn't an yeah. uh, intentional leak. It was a all crap. We leaked something we were really weren't supposed to leak. So yeah. Well, the interesting thing was that IGN though had an interview that I had um, shared with Rick and and Jason before, and I think and I sent it to Jader. I think that. Uh, Matt Reeves did an interview and said that they actually shot alternate scenes with him as another character, as a cop. Yeah. And just to he's casted on IMDb. Yeah. He's casted as that police officer. Yeah. He's casted yeah. as an officer. Yeah. As an they officer. Went, on oh, that's IMDb. above and beyond next level yeah. misdirection shit, though. For sure. It's yeah. like, oh, wait, it got Absolutely. out there. We got to fix this. You spent now, if money. You watch the, if you watch the movie again, if you get a chance to watch it like really in depth, like, you know, to get the Easter eggs. He may actually be a background cop in the movie, yeah. <laughs> just you know, just, just to throw that off, right? Like shoot that since they shot some scenes. So who knows? The craziest things have happened. Yeah, and I know there's an alternate, there's a deleted scene that they're gonna have on the Blu-ray, where there was also another scene where Batman goes to visit him in prison, and they have a conversation in, in Arkham. So it'll be interesting to see that. I read um, that as well. I read that they had their history already, and he's the one that puts him in there. So I but that not as, as well. not as the character that we're led to believe. I mean, we could say it, right? Yeah, we, we, we got, we got, we got that ticker in the bottom, right? Down there, I don't know. It's just, it's just like spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. So let's, yeah, it's the fucking Joker. We we can start. Yeah, I was gonna go to to Batman, but yeah, like as the Joker, like that's who he's going to be. So they have the history with him, but not as the Joker. Like, there's no face paint. There's no nothing like that. He's, you know. He's not what, that what I, yet, so that's what I thought was interesting. You notice that his face is completely fucked too. Yeah, there was some weird stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. My friend was like, "Yo, that was Two Face, right?" I was like, "No, man, it was fucking Joker." He says clowns, and he starts laughing hysterically. But you yeah. know and what was so he, great about that? The the fact that they were comparing their laughters. Yeah, yes. which I I me want. Up. So that's one of the things that you said that uh um, I had said earlier. 
saying that the movie was over and you're like, I kind of don't want the movie to finish, right? With the, with the, we know we're, we're arresting the Riddler right now, but I kind of don't want it to finish. I was ready for another three hours of just, you know, Joker <laughs> and, and Riddler just causing some mayhem and seeing what, what our boy Batch was going to do about that, man. I, I was ready. I'm ready for that sequel right now. No, me too. Um, my, my only thing with that, if he's not the Joker yet, is that Joker gang that's totally a Joker gang that we see during the movie. Yeah. No, no, no I thought, I thought was, in the beginning of the film, I thought that, that, that as well. I'm like, does Joker exist already? Are the people painting their faces? Or is it because no. it was Halloween? It I was, think it was, it was Halloween. I think yeah. there was a little bit of Halloween in it, but I do agree that there, there was some Joker references going some on there. Right? Um, Looks yeah, like Heath Ledger's the, makeup. Well, throughout the whole movie, there was a lot of draw, drawbacks to all other movies. Like, there's scenes in this movie that were taken directly from other movies. You know, like mm -hmm. like Batman in the club beating up people. You ain't going to tell me that wasn't from Dark Knight. That that's was Dark like Knight. carbon. That's carbon copy Dark Knight. Or Batman <laughs> running from the cops. That's classic batman begins so it was very clear that matt reeves was drawing a lot of his inspiration from dark knight but he also wanted to do a detective movie that was the other thing i i, I failed to mention is that you know i said batman the animated series done live action is because it was a detective movie more than anything else right and no for sure and you know as a detective movie we didn't get as much action as we do from other batman movies but it's but at the same time it's like you know, it's a Batman movie. And you're gonna get that stuff, but in this one, it was like we're gonna pull it back a little bit so that we can focus on this part that you haven't seen as many times as you want. And you, and of course, many people have been asking for it. So why people didn't like it because it wasn't their, it wasn't their traditional Batman movie, but it was the movie yeah. that we read in comics. And and I'm gonna yeah. say that I think the uh, the action that we get is really good like they do they do scale it back like it's not it's not it doesn't look in it never looked to me like it was a choreographed dance and a lot of action movies nowadays a lot of superhero movies a lot of star wars movies it all looks to me like it's it's a choreographed dance it's awesome it looks great i like watching it but there was something about the fight the fights in this the few fights we get with batman versus the the villains uh, you know, whoever is fighting, um, that it it seemed real. Like it didn't seem, and of course it's choreographed, but it didn't feel like it was a dance. It felt like it actually was people fighting. And, and I want to give credit to the movie for that because there was a rawness because of it. Yeah, his his fights, I guess that's a good transition where we could start by hitting the characters and we obviously would start off of Robert Pattinson as Batman, you know, slash Bruce Wayne. Uh, plus that's also the one that has been the... <laughs> controversial you know <laughs> the whole controversial yeah. thing that hit because everyone every time a batman is cast people have to you know jump it's off the normal. house and everything i love yeah. that you guys shared what you shared with michael keaton uh yesterday that was that was incredible that's crazy i've never seen that yeah. letter i've, I've never seen it before in my life i, I, I was, was around I was to see awe. it <laughs> and he's like, wait awe, i signed man. it <laughs> no i didn't i remember when we were talking about it so you know, 89 is a long time ago for me personally. I was becoming a teenager, I'll say. Um, Shit, I yeah, was I was becoming it. Yeah, I know. Okay, and I saw the movie. I saw I saw the movie in theater too. I remember that was one of my first cinematic experiences, and I was like obsessed. So yeah, like, oh yeah. I saw so, the I saw Batman in theater, it was awesome. So it was one of those great. things 
that when we heard the news, we got the news several months earlier. Um, I don't even know if it was yours, but we, we got the news several months earlier. And it was Beetlejuice has be, be, didn't become a thing yet, right? So we hear about this movie, and we you know we're excited because Batman, you know, Dark Knight just Dark Knight Returns just came out maybe a, just a few years ago. So everybody's pumped up about Batman, and it was a bit of a bat craze going on before the movie. Um, and then we we hear Michael Keaton being cast as Batman. All we saw was Mr. Mom. Yeah, <laughs> was being boy. cast at Batman, and we were like, "Oh no, we're going to Adam." He's known for all his comedies back then. Yeah, because no. that's what that's what, what we had as Batman, right? We didn't have anything <clears throat> besides Adam West Batman. Which, by the way, I still love Adam West Batman. Right? There's a place yeah. for him. Um, no, there's definitely. But that's that's all we had prior to '89 was Adam West or different carnations of the same Adam West character because the cartoons was pretty much the same thing. And there was some cartoons that even feature Adam West as the voice actor. Yeah. With yeah. Burt Ward. So so you know, so when you get Mr. Mom, you're like, oh, we're going back to the the nineteen sixty six approach. So Yeah, you thought you were gonna get a campy Batman. Mm-hmm. No, and I can only imagine. One. I can imagine that. I can imagine that craze, man. Back then, and back then, we don't get the news like we get it now. Like everything's no. available at the, uh, you know. Oh no, it was like an ET exclusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Must have been no. fucking wild, dude. It was nuts. <laughs> With no internet, yeah, it seemed like it was like yeah, you had to like hear about it from somewhere or, or something like that. Now it's like yeah. it's all over. Which this was like, I, I still feel like this backlash wasn't as much as when. Ben Affleck was cast as Batman. I felt like people, it was on the cover of the newspapers. People really lost their minds for whatever reason. This was more like, oh, okay, so we're getting Robert Pattinson. Oh, the Twilight guy. We're getting, oh, we're getting know, like, Twilight. Fucking... Yeah, and everyone jumped right to that. They never, yeah, they dude had so many getting roles. Edward. But and, it was because of one thing. Sleep on him, dude. Sleep it was because of him. one thing. The reason why we didn't get the same backlash as we probably would have gotten if let's just say he was cast right after Twilight, yeah, you would have gotten that backlash. But the reason yeah. the reason why it wasn't as strong is because he was doing movies. He was doing a lot of low budget movies, mm-hmm. but there were the quality of those movies made you say, "Oh, this guy gets this character. He has a job." Yeah, but Great. right. I feel so also that's and, what it was. Oh, ahead, with him. Yeah. yeah, but with, with, I, with I Patterson, feel... yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, oh, my bad, bro. Go ahead. <laughs> it's okay. No, but with Patterson in particular. He was he's the type of actor that he he gets he gets involved in the character. He wants to make sure he understands the character. And you know what? He his performance as Batman Bruce Wayne is very different from everyone else's, right? Very different. And what I did like was that this Batman in particular wasn't as polished as everyone before him, right? Yeah. This Batman, when he fell, he was like, I fell. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. And things like that. And, you know, when he fought, he made mistakes. He, he you know, he didn't solve all the riddles properly. So right. he, it, it was really nice to see a Batman that was flawed because every time we see Batman, he, he's like, he's the perfect human. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, and I, he, to this point, agree. I agree you know, 100% so, with you, man. So, yeah, like, um, I, I know, like, I, watching it, like, I, at first, because I love Batman, right? Batman's my favorite. I want to see him perfect all the time. And there are times when he, as Batman, eats shit in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he has he has that moment where he's 
parachuting off with like I don't know the the flying squirrel costume whatever whatever it's got on. Super dope. It Which was, was really awesome. Cool. Like, yeah, no, it was, was so, so awesome, yeah. super awesome. But like he he doesn't stick the landing, and like yeah. you literally see him limp off, pissed off because he's like, oh god, I screwed that up. What I kept saying but, throughout his mistakes was like, it's only year two, guys. Year two, year two. Right? Right? <laughs> well, that, that's yeah. it. But I, I really enjoyed that because there is a fallibility to this Batman, and. I'll be honest, like, so I know we were asked to rank the Batman and Batman slash Bruce Wayne, but I rank them differently because I think how you play Batman, how you play Bruce Wayne is very different. And some people get it and Mm -hmm. both and some people can only do one. And I'm going to say that, like, I don't think there is a Bruce Wayne in this movie. But I also think it's intentional. I think it has to do with the fact that we see Batman fucking up so many times. We see Batman, like, insult Selina Kyle to the, like, where he pretty much, like, says, yeah, well, you know, you're trash. It's what you do. And yeah. and then he's like, and she calls him out, like, no, no, no. This is the reality. He's like, you're right. I'm you sorry I said really. that. She literally yeah, 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 she up, yeah, she throws up that line like, yeah, that's you, it. You, you must be born. So it, like, you don't know exactly like. what I, that's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, going back to the whole to the whole casting thing um, quickly. Um, I feel I, at least with my friends. Right. When I when I asked the backlash wasn't crazy as as, you know, Affleck and all that, because a if my friend have seen Robert Pattinson, um like his his indie films or his his other films they already know he has the chops but a lot of them are like i'm not gonna judge just because we've been proven wrong before it was proven wrong with heath ledger when heath ledger got casted i was one again and i've said this a million times i probably said this a million times on this show i was one that was not for that whatsoever i was completely pissed that they they had heath ledger and i have literally said i have i have the man's face tatted on my leg now you know, like I have a Joker awesome. tattoo on my leg. And um, so it happens with that. Affleck, say what you will about the movies, man. Affleck, I felt like he he has he did a hell of a role as 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 uh, Batman. Um, so I feel like a lot of people have been proven wrong or people that hated that much. And then they finally see the final product. And it's something that I've never when they casted Robert Pattinson, I'm like, all right, he has the acting chops. He never had the body, which is still one of my complaints about the film. I felt like he was still a little bit too skinny, but that's mm-hmm. fine. We had this is an early Batman kind of piggybacking um, of what Jason said now. Um, there's a reason why we don't have a Bruce Wayne in this film. He's not there yet. He's not yeah. that playboy philanthropist mm-hmm. that we're, mm-hmm. we're used to seeing. He, he didn't get it he's yet. Still, he's yeah. not there yet. So mm-hmm. I've always uh kind of judge bat not judge batman but for me he's three characters he's you know bruce wayne how he has to be in the public he is batman and he is bruce wayne how he can act around with alfred right so that the vulnerable bruce wayne not the showman that he has to show off like you know or or be that that front and center guy so i feel like there's always three different ones and we we didn't have that yet because he's not there yet you have to understand again it comes with the vulnerability it comes with him still fucking up and that's okay um right that's why i honestly feel like this they crushed this shit at least with him um because he's just not there yet and we're like oh but he wasn't a group bruce wayne because he's not there yet you have to know and, and i think on this is. the purpose you know, he's the, an angry the movie- person the movie makes it very clear that that's 
that is the intent. Because you get to the end of this movie, because look, let me tell you something. If I didn't think the movie justified that there was no Bruce Wayne, I'd be super pissed because it's one of my favorite parts of Batman is that dichotomy, right? But Mm -hmm. when we get to the end of this movie and he's like, I'm vengeance, and then he's like, this is what vengeance does. I've got to be better. He literally says, I have to learn how to be better. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, so like this is it. There's no Bruce Wayne because he hasn't learned to be better yet. And that is the next movie. And I'm hoping we get another movie and we get to see him develop. Oh, it's happening. It's, it's, it's going to happen already. Well, they, already yeah. they, they greenlit. Of course it's I happening. Think, I, think they're, I think they're going to get I think we're getting three, brother. <laughs> I just want to see him develop. More. <laughs> the, yeah. I want to see him develop the Bruce Wayne persona more in the next one. Yeah, I uh, think we will get that in the second one. I think that's going to be going to be one of the main things about the next film that he's going to have to learn how to balance that. Which well, is, I think I'm going, all for. one way to describe this movie that I think the, now after seeing it twice is this movie is very much for Batman slash Bruce Wayne is a coming of age story of the Batman. In general, yeah. and you like piggybacking on what you guys are saying, and I definitely echo that. That he's he is learning how to be Bruce Wayne, like you know, he doesn't have to do the showmanship version yeah. of it, but he's just oh. that's he's just one person now. And a lot of the other the Dark Knight trilogy talks mm-hmm. about uh, how the mask is the real person and Bruce Wayne is you know, yeah, the mask yeah. like the suit is, but this movie really goes there much further than even the Dark Knight trilogy did. And they did, I thought that trilogy did a great job of it. This takes it to the next level where he is so far gone that <laughs> he has no idea who Bruce Wayne even is. Yeah. Especially like the scene where he tells Alfred to kind of like, I don't care about any of it, get lost and stuff like that. Like, you know, you're not my father and, and stuff like that. And he's like, yeah, I know. That's how that right there tells you where he's at mentally, completely. Yeah. Because he went in Which, none of the other movies, well, he never says see... that now. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Which yeah. we all we which we see what happens to Alfred, um, mm-hmm. and then you already see that he's like, holy shit, I almost I almost lost somebody I love. The hand reached the whole nine. He's gonna learn how to appreciate who Alfred is, who is the father figure, so on and so forth, man. I don't know personally. I've always thought that yeah. Pattinson was like a Streisand, but he rocked the shit out of it. Like. But but well not well well that well one thing. One that thing good. that the Nolan that films good. did fell on, what the Nolan film did not do well, which I love the Nolan films, even Rises. Um, I, there was perp- there was reason why Rises <laughs> didn't work the way it was supposed yeah. to work, <laughs> because Heath Ledger really was supposed to come back in some way. Um, but where Nolan didn't do well was the transition, where this was doing that transition, right? From, from orphan boy to Batman. In, in the Nolan film, films, he went from orphan boy to Batman in 30 minutes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah, and so I mean, like it, literally buying the fucking restaurant that the girls were fucking, you know, dipping. Yeah, in so like, so it, the to the point that, you know, when he when he when he gets Falcone in the first movie where, you know, they're, they're, they're going and he first becomes Batman. He becomes Batman like I'm, the, I'm Batman now and that's it. He well, didn't he go went, through... No, he went, he, went the, and he left for years and trained. He did the training, but we, we have to assume this version of Batman did the training too. You know, I don't think this version of this version of Batman had to have gone through some kind of training uh, because you don't just become that good. Either even though he was flawed, he was still pretty damn good, and he did a lot of the work himself too. But you know, the he comes <clears> back 
to Gotham in, in the Nolan films, Batman Begins, but it wasn't really Batman Begins in the sense that it was, okay, he's Batman and now he's going to be perfect moving forward. He wasn't flawed with the exceptions of maybe some little things here and there, but but this one, this version of Batman said, no, this guy's been around for two years and in the two years, he still is working it out and he's still trying to figure it out. This was more, even though it was, it was a year two movie, it felt like watching or reading year one especially when you have the moments where he's narrating. I was like, oh, I'm hearing year yeah. one in my head. I love year yeah. and year one is by far my favorite Batman story, more so than Dark Knight Returns. I love year one. The narration kind was, of brought me to like Long Halloween. There was, yeah, the, I think the Halloween thing was. They had a lot where, of mixes with between different. Yeah, yeah. different but this was, this was yeah. felt more like yeah. year one than Long Halloween for me. Yeah, there was also year zero and stuff like that with the regular stuff. Yeah. Um, and also, I think it's cool, like, this wasn't an origin story, but it was, like, the second story in, in in the tale, you know? Like, you get a sense that, like, there was an origin story in this particular Batman's legacy. We're not getting it. We don't need to get it. We all fucking have seen Martha's pearls burst. And his I just I just really wish it. I knew how the how Batman's parents died. I needed to see that in this. Movie. Yeah, you needed to know. see. It. You didn't know that it was a shot. And the, 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 the we have some weird thing, maybe an alley. I we don't need to I see the pearls. I, we don't I, need to I see the Bat, right? No. <laughs> we know already. But I, but I love that this was not the origin story. It was I've been doing this a while, but I'm still not good at it. It's kind. Of, it's just the sequel to the origin story. Was that the origin story? Which is like why I said it's like Batman Year Two. It's the unofficial one because I know that was made into a that was a comic, but I know this isn't it. But that's what this feels like. In some ways, kind of like how we got Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah. No. no exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot what, of the same themes in 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 the two. I, I'm just I'm baffled, baffled to hear you and Jason be apologists for this interpretation of Bruce Wayne. You're the same two gentlemen that tore <laughs> Val Kilmer to shreds for being a block of wood. But, but yeah. Twilight, he's uh he's not Bruce Wayne yet. Because what uh, is Val Kilmer took for over. him acting like little Nicky Wayne? All because like that, emo. He was he was very dead. emo. I'll give him you're that dead. much. <laughs> Look, yeah, he's he's dead. I yeah, don't I like I don't like the Bruce Wayne we get here, but I feel the Bruce right. Wayne is intentional. Val Kilmer's Bruce Wayne is not intentional. Val Kilmer That's... tried his hardest to be yeah. Michael Keaton. I don't. Like he really was. It was like, yo, play Michael Keaton. Don't play Batman. Just you, be Michael you, Keaton. Playing Batman. You can't tell no, me. That we, no, no we, we had this wait, conversation, wait, 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 wait. which is yes. why I'm pulling both of your cards right now for calling him <laughs> flat and then apologizing for this guy, saying that he's not Bruce Wayne yet. Well, I think it's I, there's no apologizing. It's just simple. It's clear as day. Yeah, it's, it's Batman it's in year two versus us. Batman in like year ten. Like, what are you what are you talking about? Like, oh, here, it, and, and here's the thing: Val Kilmer's <laughs> Bruce Wayne. I mean, that's what that's his backstory. Val no, he was Bruce in two Wayne, movies already. Val Kilmer's Bruce Wayne is also supposed to be canonically Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne. Yes. 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 So, so he's been Batman yeah. for a long time. You tell me yeah. that you've watched you watch Batman '89 and then watch Batman Forever and say, "Yeah, that jives well with me." The same guy. I, I can see that. Yeah. 
as opposed to what I'm saying here is he just gets better looking. That's all. <laughs> the Bruce. Fine like wine, bro. Fine like wine. This Bruce Wayne doesn't exist, but it is an intentional choice. Now I'm going to say this: if the next movie there isn't an exploration of Bruce Wayne and we get the same thing, I'm going to be singing a different tune. But I think this movie does its part to set up that he doesn't know what he's doing. He's not Bruce Wayne yet. He hasn't figured out that he has to be two different characters. I'm not making that up. I think that is in the text of this movie, whereas that is not the text of Batman Forever. So I, I think it's unfair to call me on the carpet for those. Yeah, exactly. That, those well, Batman Forever. Like, <laughs> and Batman and by, by the way, in Batman Begins, but, it gets touched on also where Alfred literally tells Bruce you have to be Bruce Wayne because you have these bruises, you have all this shit, and no one's gonna people are gonna start wondering what the hell's going on. You need to start coming up with something. And he even tells Alfred, No, I, I'm I don't I'm, care. I'm doing I don't care, I'm doing my job. And he's like, No, you need to start keeping up appearances. And that's when he asks him, like, Well, what does someone like me do? And that's when he's like talks, talks about buying hotels and driving sports cars and all this other shit. So it's like, all right, I'm gonna go pretend to be that. Meanwhile, I'm doing my real job. In the back end, so it's it's addressed in both movies, just slightly different, you know, ways to go about it. So that's why I think but, the Bruce Wayne we get in this totally makes sense. He's just pissed off and angry and wants to put the fear of God into every single person he encounters and doesn't care about anything else, including Alfred. He doesn't give a shit about no. Alfred in the beginning of this movie at all. No, at all. So no. I. My opinion on Wayne. Now, Batman, I have the complete opposite opinion of. This is easily my favorite on-screen portrayal of a, like, in-uniform Batman. Yo, we um, got him for, like, two hours really and 25 strange. minutes. In the- <laughs> yeah. awesome. Right. There you go. See, I think it was a really strange decision for them to say that he should lose every fight that he's in to endear himself to us. To show us how how like real his world is he gets knocked out in numerous scenes it's like I mean, the, mm, he didn't well, have first, to be so fragile like i get no, it the, the first being. the first scene that we see him in when we first see batman and you hear which by the way is done multiple times in this movie and i love it you hear the footsteps literally yeah. you know the term you know you heard the footsteps coming you hear him coming and he fights that gang and saves the guy from being mugged Dude, he beats the piss out of those guys, like, unmercifully. And, yes, he takes a couple of hits here and there, but he beats the piss out of them. The one guy, after he's knocked out, he keeps on pounding on him. And that's when he's like, you know, that he's vengeance. And he just, I mean, the rest of them pretty much, like, shit their pants, especially, like, the one kid who was just like, I'm out of here, you know, screw this. Yeah. Yeah, with, with that particular version, talk, we, we talked a lot about Bruce Wayne, so let's talk a little bit more about Batman in this mm-hmm. case. What I would say is there was elements that I absolutely loved. I loved his fighting style because it was brutal. It was yeah. because Batman, you see, a, another thing that we get from the Nolan film is that he has one rule, right? So that means the other rules mean that he could beat the crap out of somebody to the point that they're near dead. But not dead yet because he won't kill, right? And I do like that fact that this one really does let us know he's not about the guns. He's even yeah. telling he's telling Gordon, he's like, 
No guns. And, and gun, that's yeah. your thing. <laughs> I, I, I love that, that line. That, come back. I, I'm that telling you, there was line. a lot of comedic moments. Like yeah, there was moments subtleties. that were funny. Yeah. Um, there was at the same time there was some moments that I laughed, and I don't think that laughter was was supposed to happen. Yeah. So there was a little bit of that going on. So I will say what I did kind of got tired of was the the slow walk. I think he slowed walk so many times it was driving me nuts. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It was like, I, okay. I have it, to it will be three I, hours because he slows walk for at least two and a half. I, well, I, yeah, I, no, no. Well, I, there's a lot I of things say that they that. cut, like him glaring <laughs> and him looking away. Like, there's there's things that you can cut in this movie. You could have made it shorter. Yeah, he could have walked a little bit faster, guys. Hundred percent. Hundred percent that there are things in this movie you could have cut. I'm not. It was like Lord of the Rings and Batman. But, you know what I mean? I'm well, gonna I'm say this get crazy though. now. That movie's like two hours of walking and like for about twenty minutes. Nice. So I'm not crazy. I actually did like the slow walk, Batman. I, I have to admit that. Like, when when the penguin is flipped over and the penguin's, like, caught Best shot there, of the film. I'm sorry. No, yeah. It is. Best shot oh, of the film. I'm not flying all around. And, and when, when the Batman gets out and just slowly walks over to him, I thought that was super menacing. And I thought that really said a lot about this Batman. Like, I'll chase you when I have to. But once I have you... Oh, I'm in no rush. No, and there, there's there's I like there's, that. There's things about that I like. Don't get me wrong. I like a lot of it. Like in the beginning of the movie, when he sees the gang members, perfect place. When he does it to Penguin, another perfect place. But man, he gets to Riddler's apartment. Oh, okay, here you go, slow walking in Riddler's <laughs> okay. apartment. Fair here enough. he goes, walk slow walking. He doesn't know if it's booby <laughs> trap. That's man. fair. That's this, fair. Batman, <laughs> this Batman does not <laughs> run. He's watching his ass. Oh, guys, I will this say Batman don't run. He's oh, a walker. It? Is he though? I'll say one thing, and I told this to Jason, and I have a feeling Rick and Jada, I think, will agree with this though, and we haven't even talked about it yet. Is I kind of I love the fact that he did the slow walk, and again, you heard the footsteps and intimidating. It reminded me very much of like a Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees. No, no, but in a good way because it was intentional that he's striking the fear of God into these people, and he's approaching them like that. And a lot of the other films, you a lot of films in general, you'll just see only the villains doing that. But now you have the person who's intimidating as the one who's walking up to you slowly and making and like you have all these choices to make and you have none. There's no escaping him. He's going to get you one way or the other. And that's it. Yeah. And especially with the scene, which I think if you guys are ready to talk about the introduction of the Batmobile. I was gonna say, what is your favorite scene, guys? Because come on, that that is my favorite that, scene. That, that was mine, man. Jader, take it because I, I I can tell I can tell I can sense before you say before you even say before you the minute you just see that engine rev up that rev yeah. man that oh, rev. for me man, I, was I was like, like oh my god what is I, going I saw, on bro I saw yes. the scene in trailers right I saw the scene in trailers but it, it's something about hearing the sound in the theater see it right? watch it play out though watch yeah, it play out how it they were literally you just found out what happened to to Annika you just see the fucking guns blazing by the penguin in his and you know and then you just see this man obviously get shot he's on the floor catwoman's fucking going crazy she, but Penguin walks around, he's not there no more, and you just hear that engine go and just starts revving. Holy shit, bro. Holy shit. I lost my mind. Now, the one thing I didn't like about that scene is literally him revving it, and I I go, I understood it, and the car got kind of like stops. Yeah. 
I, that was like the bad placement comedic time for me personally because that should have just been an all action just fucking get in there and <laughs> this fucking guy but, uh, <laughs> but um that's the only thing everybody in the theater lost their shit laughing and all that but for me i'm like that wasn't the right time for that um i felt like it just should have uh but but right after that engine goes and he and that chase happens it was such an incredible chase scene uh the score to it uh giacchino is something we i i haven't seen a lot of people mention but the score to this film is so in front fucking incredible. Um, yeah, it, it rivals it, it for, I mean, and I'm sure we're going to talk about favorite scores and all that a little bit later, but it rivals mm-hmm. some of the best. Um, and it, and it, it does so much, but that scene itself, that chase scene is one of the best chase scenes I think I've ever seen in a Batman film. Um, if not, it, it is definitely my favorite, probably my favorite chase scene. I'm trying to think right now quickly. Um, if, if I can think of anything right. better, Joker shooting oh, a it's, uh, like missile at Batman in the underpass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and the, no, in the when, yeah, when yeah, the Tumblr right. becomes the, the, the cycle, yeah. that scene is. I could say yeah. that's the comparison, yeah. right? No, because and I saw when, that movie last night. I saw when the Tumblr night, changes, man. right, and and you hear the slow thing going, you don't know what's Just, going on. You you don't expect yeah. the you don't expect the no. Tumblr to turn into a cycle, right? It, it, it had that same feeling to it. Because it's like you knew the you knew the you knew the the car was coming you knew the Batmobile was yeah. coming because they show it all over every single trailer right and what what you see is what I like another thing I did like is that you see him work he even though he's you don't see him in the working the vehicle you don't see him, but, yeah, you, but you, see, you see you see parts yeah. of the car oh, okay he's you see it there it's there yeah. it's getting ready it's getting made mm-hmm. and then you get that then you get to see that it's actually been made that was cool. Yeah. And like I said, when it comes to the tumbler, when the tumbler changes into the cycle, I remember when that scene happens and everybody in the movie theater just went, <laughs> because yeah. totally unexpected and it was perfectly placed. So it's I crazy say, that you said that. I saw that movie last night with a first timer yesterday. Right? Really? A first timer oh, to the dark yeah, night? So, so my daughter has, my daughter's seven. She's very oh. young. And um, okay. she she's uh, <laughs> she keeps seeing she keeps uh, seeing previews to the Batman because obviously it's the craziest week. Everywhere we turn on the TV, there's a, a small preview. She goes, "Daddy, I really want to see that movie." And I tell her, "I don't think it's for you." And she goes, "Why is it bloody?" I'm like, "It's not that it's bloody. It's long, and it has a little bit of boring parts. There's a lot of talking in it. I don't think it's it's for you." And um, long story short, I'm like, "Let's put you to the test. I'm going to show you a movie. If you like this movie." We're gonna go. I didn't start with Batman Begins because there's there's a lot of uh, uh, exploring to do in that movie. You know, it, it takes us time to to get where it's going. So I ended up showing her The Dark Knight last night, um, and I saw it with her, and I saw it with my aunt that has never seen a single Batman film in her life. She said that she saw pieces of the '89 Batman, but she's like, "Oh, I don't like fantasy films. I don't like." superhero movies is not really my thing she likes like she's actually verbatim said i like like courtroom dramas and this i'm like sit down right (laughs) um so i showed her the dark knight last night i shit you not my aunt is watching this movie right and she's just like kind of like wow this is she's not like openly say it but there's certain scenes where you can tell she's like jesus this is good and she goes this is a good movie and i'm like yeah i know (laughs) it's the best so it's slowly but surely, but that scene comes on and, you know, uh, the Batmobile gets all fucked up. My daughter's like, what's going to happen? She sees the wheel, the, the the rev as it's going and turning and turning. And as soon as he comes out, 
in that in the uh in the bike and i swear to god that both of them same thing went wow and i was like holy shit man 13 14 years later 14 years later right yeah 14 years later and it still hits everybody the first time they see that scene because it's so good it's so good so so uh, thank you for bringing that up and the follow-up to it was when he flips the the truck and then the car. Oh, yeah. The no, no, and that's another wild wow moment. That was another wild wow moment for them. They were like, holy shit. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But I have a feeling, though, this scene with the Batmobile from the Batman is going to also have that same kind of effect, you yeah. know, moving forward with everyone sees that. And I have never seen the introduction of a car be that impactful as it like was a character it, it was his own character. character but the yeah, that movie has always been a character well so since 89 it has been yeah. his own character not yeah, even no, since 89 guys not even since 89 come on yeah, the, yeah not man, even man i agree but that batmobile <laughs> never had no introduction like this no oh, what are you talking man. about <laughs> the introduction where you think the, where you think the no. rev up comes from Dude, watch this that, thing, watch this that thing, show again. <laughs> uh, we, want, we did 66 a couple, like two months ago, it feels like now, because we've done all of them. One, one, no, you one, got, one. it's it's the and, show that made that that Batmobile yeah. even cooler. But so. it's just, this thing is, is, is a whole nother level. And the fact of what Penguin is doing right before that, when he's got the machine gun and he's shooting all over the place, he's ready to kill, you know, obviously trying to kill Batman there. And, you know, he's almost feels like he's got him on the run. And then the revving starts. And then we get that whole thing. And then after the whole fire, he's like, oh, you know, I got you. I got you. Yeah. And all of this other stuff. And then his expression when that Batmobile comes flying out of that fire, he just looks like he literally shit himself. Right before he says that, yeah, every, everything's crashing and you see him get that ramp. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I lost my shit, man. Did, did and again, know? I didn't see I didn't see that scene. Um, because when I saw the trailer, I saw that that was the beginning of the thing that you see the car uh, mm-hmm. flip over and all that. I, they showed that all that in the trailer, and I'm like, why would you do that? That's something I would have kept on the wraps, yeah, completely. So I was glad. I'm really glad that I'm. Just, I I started avoiding trailers, seriously. Um, after uh, Batman versus Superman when they showed Doomsday, where I was like, you know well, what? That, that one that they gave away that, the farm. They, yeah. I'm like, yeah, and yeah, I'm but like, that, that was. Uh... Revealed that we didn't care for anyway at the end of the day. Yeah, but even then, I felt like it would have helped the movie. It would have helped the movie for me just a tiny bit. Like, holy shit, they didn't do it right, but they got Doomsday at the end of the film. Had I not been expecting that already, imagine not seeing that trailer, right? And then all of a sudden, shit's going down, and you see the Trinity come up. Like that would have been so much cooler had they kept, they kept that hidden from us, but they didn't. So ever since that trailer, I've just been like, I avoid, I avoid. I'll see. A teaser or maybe a first trailer if there's no teaser. Teasers as far as I go, if they don't have a – but if the teaser is like a 15-second, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home and that's it, I'm like, no, I got to see a little bit more, right? Yeah. So, um, But I'm so glad I didn't see it for this movie because as soon as I saw that second trailer, I'm like, holy shit, man. They actually showed like the car flipping and the, they even showed the upside-down shot of him walking slowly. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what the fuck, man? Um, but special, but the, special scene. But, but, but no trailer is giving away the farm like the Batman yeah. versus Superman trailer from Comic Con that year. They literally <laughs> yeah. might as well just giving you the movie. Yeah, because they knew point. they that knew what was the worst going example on. of it. But yeah. with the with the car scene in particular, that shot where it was coming through the fire, I found out this week that that was that was not CGI. That was a real car they, going. Oh, that was fire. a stunt. That, that was is a, awesome. that was That's a stunt cool. car that was going through the fire, and they made it happen. 
um, you know, going back to, you know, trailers teasing you. They, I don't think there was, there was a lot of teasing going on in the trailer. Yes, we, as we mentioned, that there were scenes that we didn't catch until until our end, like yeah, the, you know, you see it. the the Madison Square Garden, Matt, you know, no, Garden. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Square Garden. I was yeah. like, okay, Madison yeah. Square Garden. <laughs> but oh, that whole scene where you you see him, you know, rescuing people, and he's all filthy, and so that that's in the trailer, and it's like you you thought it was such a different thing, and it ended up being that for the flood that was going on. But um, you know, and I like I, that's one thing I did like about No Way Home is that we didn't get the three Spider Men. Sorry, spoiler for that movie. Yeah. <laughs> but at this point, might as well. Um, we didn't get that. We didn't get that spoiler. However, we knew it was coming. Everybody was talking about it, even when Andrew Garfield said no. <laughs> we were. You were like, "Yeah, shut up, bro. We'll uh, see you in December." No, man, I don't know. What to- <laughs> I think. I think Toby had it smart by by keep by hiding it out, right? But in, in, in Andrew, he had no choice because he had this other movie. Yeah, he, he, had, the, he had the whole movie, so man. He had, he had no other choice but to to say what he had to say. But, yeah, that particular scene with the car, one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Um, just, again, Colin Farrell's Penguin, man. I think he is my favorite character in this whole movie, to be quite honest. As more as I think about it, the more I'm really – and I and trust me, Riddler is my favorite Batman villain. Okay. But yeah. – but what I have to say is Colin Farrell playing Penguin kills was the best version of Penguin I, I could think of because, of, again, he's another one that's – he ha, he's not fully Penguin, even though they're calling him Penguin. Yeah. He's not there yet either. Well, they but, call him that because he has, like, a limp to him. And stuff well, like that was and always the case with him. He, he was yeah. always called a Penguin because of the way he looked and the way he acts. So this and particular I, version of Penguin is, like, it's he's not there yet. But he, I'm going to say this. There too. And I'm about to eat some shit because I made a bold statement before I saw this movie mm-hmm. on Facebook. I made a bold statement that I didn't think anyone was ever going to be better than Burgess Meredith's Penguin because I just never I thought anyone could. I did say that. No, no, I'm being honest. Because I, I never thought anyone could actually do the Penguin any justice, right? Uh, because. You know, I'm sorry, Batman Returns. I love that movie, but uh, that penguin's garbage. Like the flipper <laughs> and stuff. I don't like that. I don't but, like it. Well, um, we talked about it. I, we we, we talked about it. Yeah. Coming out of his mouth. But, but <laughs> let me let me tell you this. This this is you're right, Izzy. This is the best penguin we've ever had live action. This guy, this is fantastic. I was watching this forgetting it was Colin Farrell. He was he was fun. And he, he, the acting was well, everything made sense. Like, this is now my penguin. Like, if you ask me, I, I'm walking it back, I'm eating my shit, right? This is the best live action penguin. Burgess Meredith, I still love him, but he comes in a second to this guy. So I wanted to, to back you up on that. He's fantastic yeah. in this. He's so, uh, yeah, no, you all we're missing that monocle, right? That monocle, that's all we're missing. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> we might, and, well, that's the thing. Like, we might get it. We don't. We might get it. I don't the TV need show. him. The that's TV what I was about to say. Out. You guys are going to be thrilled go. because it's getting the spinoff. How the first season ends. Yeah. And I, I, I'm all for it. And here's the thing: it's like I like the penguin. I don't need him to be like partially penguin. I don't need him to have flippers. I don't need to be raised by penguins. I don't need to him. I don't need him to have like <laughs> foul around him. Like. 
just the fact that, like, why is he called the Penguin? I don't know. I've seen Goodfellas. Why are half of those fucking gangsters called what they're called? Who gives a shit? It's cool. Like, he's the Penguin. That's his gangster name. I'm good with just that. So in the show, do you want him to have the origin of the umbrella? No, I don't. I want the umbrella. I want it. I don't. I don't care about the the umbrella. Because the umbrella has – there's a place for the umbrella. I don't think he needs to be, you know, fanatical or, you know, it doesn't have to shoot a parachute or, okay, or things like that. Enough. But it could have bullets inside. I'm cool with that. Right? Yeah. I, I can you pull that. Like a joke from Buzz. Sure. The joke. There, yeah, there's certain. Oh, no. There's certain Rick, props. Rick, stop. What are you saying? Stop that. Uh, Rick, Rick, but there's don't, don't poke the bear here. Buzz, there's there's certain props that go along Just with the character. Joker. No, but <laughs> Izzy, I, I I completely agree with you. If he has a one if he has an umbrella that does something special that is not supernatural, like maybe maybe it's an umbrella gun or maybe it you know it, it whatever it does, if if they give him one and it's just sort of like a reference to the the comic, I, I'm all for that. I agree with you. Yeah. He can just have an umbrella and be like, I don't care for no reason. Dude, it's raining throughout almost his entire movie. Well, he has a, a lot lift. of people who could have used umbrellas in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it, it does rain a lot. So not one of them is carrying one. So I, I even just having that, I'm good with it. I don't He's care. He's like, yeah. you know why I'm special? I got the one umbrella. That's, that's why I'm the boss. <laughs> I'm vengeance. Yeah, I'm the umbrella. <laughs> Like, yeah. While you are all wet, I am dry. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, that, that's all, that's By the way, why would a penguin need an umbrella? Because he's not. Because unlike a... Batman Returns, he's not an actual penguin. <laughs> why would they need a tuxedo? I don't know, but that's what yeah, they're born with. There we go. Um. So I, I then I guess we talked about Batman. We talked about uh, the penguin. Let's talk about the Riddler that we get, who's pretty much the Zodiac killer. In this like, movie. Hush? It was yeah, hush. yeah, he, he went it was all hush. But I was dude, I ate it all up. I love even though so he doesn't I. have a lot of screen time, but he didn't need it. Kind of like the Joker in the Dark Knight. Like he was so effective by even not being in the film all that much, you know, on actual screen time. Okay, so if you allow me to go, I'm gonna go for this one. Yeah, go ahead. Riddler's my favorite character. I did not like him being the Zodiac killer. I'll tell you that much. I love the riddles because that's what makes the Riddler the Riddler, right? Mm-hmm. I actually enjoyed him more when he didn't have the mask on, when he was the dorky kid, right? Because that felt more like Riddler to me than this this um, social media guy, right? Now... I understood the reasons why they did that and stuff like that, but it was he was drawing a little again. Riddler, Riddler, and Joker are two characters that are very similar in nature when it comes to Batman mythos. But what makes Riddler different in in the comic books than Joker is that he's not a laughing type character. He he he's he's very into he's an intellect mm-hmm. and 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 he's he's the the only person that he figures is equal to his intellect is Batman, right? So he's not meant to be a jokester in that sense. Frank Gorshin did what he did with it because pretty much what they said was, we want you to make another Joker, so can you make another Joker? And that's how that happened, right? But what I didn't like, first of all, I hate the costume. I still hate the costume. 
the costume to me did not emulate what I want my Riddler to look like. Again, the world is going to say that's my Riddler now, and I'm fine with that. But I am the bowler hat suit wearing Riddler because he's about his brains. And that's one thing that he did really well in this movie. His brains made him smarter than Batman. Because even when he would tell him, it's like, you didn't get it. You know, they've been they, all they've been trying to figure out is what this La Rata meant. The whole movie, right? And every time it was like, okay, now it means this. Now it means that. Now it means that. And then <laughs> and, and then he's like, you put him in the light. And that is like Falcone is like, that's your Rata, right? Mm -hmm. And stuff like that. And it made me crack up laughing because like these guys don't know Spanish. <laughs> you know what I Which mean? Penguin says <laughs> it, and Penguin nails they it. Acknowledge it. They acknowledge it. Yeah. Like, you guys are. <laughs> That's another. He's like, no, I'm like English. English. <laughs> you know, so so to that sense, when when he was when he was finally caught, is when I started enjoying the character that he was be becoming because. I did not like that outfit. I hate that outfit. I think that's the one thing that ruins this movie for me is looking at that outfit because I just it, it, it's not Riddler to me. Riddler should be this other type of person. Um, you want to go look at a, a good ver a good version of Riddler that looks good, and I'm not going to say Jim Carrey, but if you ever if you go back to the Gotham movie, the Gotham TV series, the guy that was playing the Riddler there, he was a yeah. pretty good Riddler. Well, awesome. you know, again. It, there, there was some things about it that were a little comic, but but I really did like that version of Riddler because that's the version of Riddler I was I was kind of wanting to see. I didn't get that, and now I got this version of Riddler, which is like, yeah, he you know he, it was hush. He was more hush than Riddler. That's yeah. what I would say. And you know, if you watch the Hush movie, it, yeah. they kind of messed that one up. But if you read the comic book Hush, the comics, yeah, I was going to tell you the comic, the comic book version is oh. better. Yeah. So they they've been they've been playing with Riddler a lot in the comic books and the TV shows and all. Yeah, yes, yes. yeah, that thing. Yes, yes. I got I got the first issue hanging right on right up there, nine point eight grade. So nice. you know, so um, so Jada, I see. I can tell by your reaction. What, what do you what did you think of the Riddler? I, at it, so. so no 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 it's not that i i get his take because i'm like that with certain character that i absolutely love he just said that it's his favorite mm -hmm. so i understand where he's coming from i eat all this psychotic serial killer shit up all the time even though i know and i said it myself when i was watching the movie i'm like this isn't the riddler and i understand that but i, I appreciate what they did because again it was it appeals to me as the audience member that enjoys shit like that so for me that very first shot you see of him in the very beginning of the film mm -hmm. as the guy's going to turn off the tv and he's just behind him scary shit man it's yeah. just very you didn't creepy even it, right that was like no one saw it like, yeah i was like what the <laughs> fuck yeah everybody the whole theater was like oh shit so um I, I can understand because I literally did a review for Uncharted where I'm like, yeah, the movie's fun, but they did not grab these characters from the video game that I knew and loved, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and that was one of my complaints on the film. So I understand where you're coming from. Personally, for me, and again, I know I keep mentioning my girlfriend, but like two peas in a pod. Um, she actually loved him. She loved the Riddler. And I told her, I'm like, you should. And I actually suggested read Hush. Um, I'm like, grab it because I have it somewhere. I'm like, just grab it and read it and then watch uh cause she she likes watching all the animated stuff and i'm like that's who they were trying to get but i if you say batman is fighting hush that's not gonna get ass in the seats and they need to sell this movie and that's why they had to name him the riddler um 
but I personally like the riddles. I personally like Dan. I like the way he was kind of like unstable, but I did love, and you just said it right. I laughed so hard when he did that, when they uh, broke, finally broke the code, right. To, to, I mean, the encryption to the video and he's just some nerdy guys like, Hey man, you know, last video. And you know, I loved all that. That was, that, that was a up. funny, that was a fun. That scene. was so funny. That was exactly. So hey guys, yeah. So I thought it was, I thought it was hilarious, but his, um, what is it? Like, kind of like, uh, it was teeter tottering between like insanity, how he would just go crazy, like in the middle of a video, like very loud. It, it, it was very uneasy the way he, <laughs> Daniel did it and I and, um I really enjoyed that because again you said it yourself earlier this is an adult Batman film and it's one of the reasons why I feel like this movie as much as I showed my daughter uh the Dark Knight yesterday and Joker is a very scary character in that movie she even asked me she's like why do you have him why do you have a tattoo of the Joker he's crazy like she like and I'm like hey, kid you'll understand you'll you'll relate to the Joker later guys speak so much truth in that movie um but I, it's one of those where i'm like i don't think i can take her to go see the batman in theater it's going to be one of those like where i have to show her at home because i feel like it would creep out a seven-year-old um yeah, sure. you know just everything that he did what I, I know we mentioned favorite scenes with well at least for me my favorite scene was the uh the batmobile but a very close second was that funeral scene with the uh with the district attorney uh with the bomb and his and i i absolutely ate all that shit up um one of the things that i love about uh, at least the last couple of batman movies that we've gotten is we usually get a villain that says the plan and then shit doesn't go down right um these like at least you know with joker shit goes down with bane we got him blowing up and actually destroying gotham and we got that with riddler where he was like oh solve this riddle and the man didn't solve it. And he's like, bye, boom. And he blows him up without any hesitation. <laughs> I love seeing shit like that where the where the villains mean business. Usually, uh, for me at least, it's always, I'm, I'm always not rooting for the villain, but I want the villains to do as much damage as they can so Batman can come back and kick some ass. You get me? But I'm always am kind of secretly rooting for the villain because, I again, I guess I don't know if it's the horror nut in me or, or whatnot, I love seeing crazy shit go down. And that's one of the things that I, again, it was just for me that I appealed because I was that audience member that was looking for exactly that. But I completely get what you're saying where you're like, it just wasn't, it wasn't for me because that's not the character that I know and love. You get me? Yeah. Um, yeah, but I yeah, I hate that shit. Follow that up. up. Yeah, right. Because yeah. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of the ways with you guys on, on a lot of what both of you said. And I feel like, uh, you know, the Iron Man was like the Russians back when it happened. Then when they made the movie, they changed it to the current war. Of course. And I feel like uh, they did that a lot with the Joker, with turning him into more of a terrorist, you know. And then I feel like with this film, um, there's, and Ed knows this, I'm a cinephile, but a horror movie, not more than anything. And with this film, I feel like on the, on the, on the top layer, like the 10,000 feet looking down, it's like, oh yeah, he's like a, a QAnon guy. And he's like sharing information on 4chan. And he's like doing all these things that we've been seeing, you know, all these documentaries on Netflix for the last year. Right. However, um, this is the character I've been thinking about the most since I saw the movie. Because to me, 
what made this character for me was none of those 10,000 foot things. It was the fact that this character was an incel. Um, you know, if any of you guys have seen any of the incel documentaries lately on Netflix, uh, it's, an incel is basically a guy that can't get with any women, doesn't understand why, and he blames men that can get with women and women. There's a huge internet society of these guys, and they're dangerous in real life. And for me, watching the, the uh, Riddler wearing the gimp mask and watching like how he was acting, uh, and then not just that, watching how he was able to like turn it on and off like a psychopath. This guy gave me all the fucking creepy vibes of, of like every incel like suicide video I'd ever seen right before they go do something horrendous. And I think that was the scariest part of this character. And I feel like they did a pretty good job of nailing it down, but people are too busy wanting to see these other versions of Riddler. Instead of giving this guy the opportunity to just give us a give us, you know, his interpretation of the character. And and I've watched a lot of people, uh, their opinions on this Riddler. I've watched maybe 20 different YouTube clips on this Riddler explained. And I feel like everybody kept seeing him on a 10,000-foot level. And I was like, this guy's way more dangerous than some nerd on 4chan. Like, this is a guy that'll do something. <laughs> yeah. You know, this yeah. is this is an incel, you know. Um, and that's just, I feel like I agree. He was scarier with the mask off. But the mask was a good way to, like, you know, give us a visual representation. Well, um, he, was doing, he was doing his best Spider-Man. Scary fucking it, right? Character. It was a... It was a well, very Spider-Man thing to do where the mask makes him more confident in the character that he wants to be, right? Um, so there's that. Um, you know, I think about what we what we get, what our choices of Riddler were in the past. So we, we talked a little bit about Michael Keaton being cast as Batman. Jim Carrey was cast as Riddler because they wanted something about Jim Carrey's, you know, acting chops, right? The way Jim Carrey acts. And he was, he was picked because he was allowed to be Jim Carrey. So they were going for the Frank Gorshin thing with him. And to a certain extent, I think an older version of Jim Carrey probably would have nailed it, to be quite honest. But that version of Jim Carrey was just who he was at that time. Before they had Jim Carrey, they were going to do Robin Williams. Yep. Robin I was going to mention that. Good shit. Robin Williams, if he would have had the chance to play Riddler... He would have been the Riddler that we will be talking about, in my view, the way we were talking about Jack Nicholson as Joker, the way we we talk about Heath Ledger as Joker, right? Because totally Robin Williams is everything that you think about when you think about Riddler because of what you've seen Robin Williams does did before. And it's just like with this one, it's like, yeah, there were elements of the Riddler that I absolutely love. And, the, you know, the riddles are a big part of it. But the Riddler has gone through so many different types of iterations in the comic books in particular. And the fact that they wanted to do, like you said, they wanted to do Hush because Hush is probably a really scary character. But yeah. Rush is, you know, Hush is not going to put butts in seats. Not Why not do Riddler? And that's what exactly what they did in the cartoon movie where they turned Riddler into, the, into Hush, which is like, oh, you guys screw that one up. Right. Yeah. But Riddler has a place in the Bat Bat, Bat, Bat Mythos. Because he is his intellectual equal, where the other ones are not. 
Well, he says it in the film. Yeah, about yeah, to say when in they this had film, that one-on-one, he says it, it in the film. Yeah, they drive it home in his film, so he definitely that does come across in this movie. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't maybe look like the traditional one, but I also don't think in this world like that they built in this movie uh, the top hat and guy with just a little no yeah mask on, that's just not gonna work like yeah and i get that with the mask and everything i think you just literally gotta cover your identity because the cops would nail him in two seconds and then movie it'd be one of those memes where you see two shots and then the end of the movie and that would pretty much just be it so yeah. i don't know i i love this version of the riddler this real world gritty take on him he does everything the Riddler would normally do. He does outwit Batman. And at one point, Jason and I talked about this after the movie. He thinks him and Batman are working together at one point. To, yeah, to that's, actually, that, he that really part I love. I'm like, yo, this motherfucker's so crazy, bro. And he's like, he, no, we didn't. Yeah. And, that, yeah, he's and Batman tells him, like, you're, crazy. You're, you're crazy and stuff. Yeah. And he even tells him that. We pretty much like I. This was escalation. Like I yeah, saw you. Like, I couldn't get him out to the light, and he goes, "You got him out to me." It was. Yeah, he goes. I don't. Time. I can't physically do what you do. You went ahead and did all that. Yeah. I can just do this. That's yeah. and that's what I. I thought like I. That's why I love this. I genuinely do love this version of the Riddler. I will say one thing about this Riddler that was interesting to me, um, and the the thoughts running away from me now. It's crazy thinking about it, but. Um, I again, he again towards the end of the movie is when he started feeling more like the Riddler to me. At the end of the movie is when he started feeling like the Riddler to me. When When he he sees him for the first time in the bat suit, right? Yeah, right when they're arresting him and he's putting his head out, he just like I would have, you know what I think? I think it was the costume that was messing with me. I think the costume was messing with me more than anything because I really didn't like that costume. This is actually Um, everything that sounds like that you wanted in the film. Yeah, there was again, there was elements about it that actually, yeah, yeah, totally, totally Riddler. Um, and things like that, but it, it was just like I, I don't know. It was just I couldn't get past that look. But you know him in the him in the coffee shop, and he's just there, like, mm-hmm. and he's you know he's playing them. I yeah, like that. I I like how he was playing them, and he, he's always like three steps ahead of everybody. So you know that's that's the one thing about about the Riddler. And and again, I, I don't have anything against his version. I think Paul Daniels a great actor. He was absolutely scary. Oh, now I remember what my thought was. I thought he was a reporter and not another orphan. That was my thought. Uh, Oh, yeah. I I did, too, actually. When you find out that Thomas Wayne may or may not have had the reporter killed, I completely thought, like, he's another reporter or he's this guy who didn't die or something. I thought I was was thinking he was a reporter because all the information he knew, you only a reporter or another detective would get that kind of information and figure it out. So he had to have some kind of inside knowledge to get what he needed to go. He didn't just find out about all this stuff. You know? yeah, well, they said he was a forensic accountant. Does Mark and, and I know there's a little leap, but we just said Thomas's name. Does Martha Wayne being institutionalized mean that Bruce is crazy? See, I thought they were going to try to touch on some Flashpoint shit at once upon a time. And Dude. I thought they were kind of go with her being the Joker for a little bit. Because I'm like, what the fuck is that? So that's where my mind went immediately. And I'm like, are they doing some Flashpoint shit now? I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Um, Let me I think there was a little Flashpoint stuff thing it, going there. Yeah. And it's a little bizarre. But by the end of the movie, with the whole Martha being crazy... I was like, what if Bruce Wayne's an irrational narrator and he was never actually the Batman? 
Well, Jason can mention that. There's a lot of what? That's Joker. That's Joker. Oh, too, oh, right? Right? Yeah. That's, yeah, it's Joker pretty much, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that, there's also some comics and theories that he that Batman is really in an in, in Arkham no. and he's imagining this one. entire yeah. thing. Yeah. And all the all the uh, and that, all, all the villains are, are actually yeah. the doctors. That yeah, yeah. See him and all that shit. That's uh, Cabinet and Doctor Caligari. Yes, yes, it is. That's a classic. The first, I think it's, I think that's actually the first movie with a twist ending, right? Nineteen twenty-six. Yeah. First, zo- first zombie movie, also. Movie yeah, yeah, incredible, good point. dude. I love that you boys know that shit, man. I actually <laughs> saw it. I saw I it last year. For, yeah, we all I saw it last year, like together. two. I saw it like two or three years <laughs> ago for the first time, and I was so blown. I just heard about that movie. I think like twenty twenty or twenty nineteen around there. I just found out about it, and I'm like, holy shit, this movie is incredible. I got to show you an action figure. I'll be back. Yeah. All right. So also, so I guess this is Jason's collection. Jason's collection is pretty serious. It, he, he's got the action figures. I'll, I got the Funko Pops. <laughs> oh wow! There it oh, is. Wow, oh, that's dude. awesome. It is the actual Doctor Caligari. I actually also have. I have other uh, action figures from that movie. This is the one that was just on my dresser. But this okay. is actually Doctor Caligari, the action figure. <laughs> That nice. is amazing. See, if I didn't know you said that, I would have said that's Penguin at Shrek. <laughs> yeah, I can see, see that. Little mashup and, there. But this this Dr. Caligari As does Max, something Max weird. Shrek? He just Max Shrek. Yes. He becomes a weird Lovecraftian alien, which he doesn't in the movie. But yeah. that's his action figure. That's pretty dope, man. Um, all right, so I guess the next main character we can hit on is Selena Kyle. Who's never referred to as the Catwoman, but obviously they dance around it a bunch and it's it's fine. I don't know why they do that all the time, though. Yeah, they did that oh. in the Dark Knight Rises too, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, we, yeah. we won't call her that. We'll call her Cat. Yeah, that's fine though. Um, I thought she was really. I mean, she, Zoe Kravitz really freaking. I mean, she brings it. She's really good in general, but she she nails this, especially after watching. I, I actually liked Anne Hathaway's Catwoman as well. Michelle Pfeiffer's for the time. It, it's fine. But this, she's an actual cat burglar, unlike yeah. unlike the so dope. Yeah, it's something that a poor person would use. It's it, it was very yeah, ski mask. Really well, well. Yeah. That, that that's that's taken directly from the one David yeah. Menachelli, right? That's David Menachelli at the finest. Yeah. Um, so that's 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 completely taken from that story. Um, yeah, I think she was she was awesome. Yeah. I love the fact that. First of all, she looks like Catwoman, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> they, sure. they, they made her look sure. like Catwoman, which is which is something that you don't normally see, right? Because Michelle Pfeiffer, though I love I love her Catwoman, I think is is an awesome Catwoman, and it was definitely perfect for its time. Um, she doesn't look like Catwoman in the comic books. You know, mm-hmm. Zoe Kravitz looks like Catwoman, and she walks like Catwoman, which was interesting though the way she would walk. Um, I already, I already knew the twist that she was um, Falcone's daughter. I didn't um, need that. Well, I didn't need it either. I, thought I didn't it was, need it. I thought uh, that know. she just could have just had revenge for. Her. They did do yeah, the scratch. You, know, you killed my they mom. The... You killed my mom at the club, man. I don't like yeah. you. Like that, it could have been as far as that. <laughs> but, but did he um, know that was his daughter? That was my only curiosity. No, 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 no. he didn't. He didn't know. He didn't know, no, he didn't know he that didn't at all. Because she explains who she is. Yeah, and then she—that's when he starts choking her out. Because I didn't—I didn't get that. I didn't. Get at, that first, at first, I thought he knew because when she was telling Bruce the story, mm-hmm. she's like, "He looked at me and he did nothing." So I'm like, "Oh, so he knows." And then the very next scene, she's explaining who she is. Yeah. So I'm like, "Does he not remember 
her or what what is it you know but, so i was a little confused by that as well a strange but, father uh, that's what he was <laughs> yeah yeah but i i honestly it's one of the few things that i you know and i didn't mention this in my review but it's one of the few things that i'm like I didn't need it. Um, it, it. I was. I could have been fine without it. It was, and the, just the execution, how it just went down. Um, it was very like, boom. Oh, because he's my father, and I was like, what the fuck? And, like, and it, it was, wasn't necessary. Like you said, it, it wasn't, wasn't necessary. necessary because yeah. she had her motive already when they killed her best friend, right? Yeah, or, exactly, or, or, or whatever, or her was. mom from years right? ago. That well, didn't have mom, to be. It know. could have been her mom. It could, you know. So she's been around them. And she she knew that Falcone was responsible for their deaths, right? Yeah. So that that was good. That was good enough motive, rather than you're my dad. Yeah. It was like, uh, yeah, who cares? I agree. No, and I <laughs> thought she was great. And it's actually two takeaways from that. I felt like the whole uh, her and Bruce thing was a little rushed too. It was like I kind of, you know, we uh, more of a um, studio notes, if you will to matt reeves like it was one of those like hey we're gonna these two gotta be love interests for a little bit of the film or they're supposed to so so in the comic books they've always had like until yeah now, they've always course, had yeah they always had tension right there there was always something there but they never really you know for a very long time they didn't go there they knew yeah. there was something there, but they wouldn't go there here they just like she was like yeah screw it i'm gonna make out with you yeah yeah, that's why, and I was just why like, not? Oh, they're, they're both single. One of them is practically homeless. The other one's a billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know that, you got though. A female know lead, and you got a Actually, male. She has a thing lead. for strays, apparently. You know, like yeah. as, she, as she states. <laughs> but, but I will say though, their chemistry. I, I agree with you that maybe it was a little bit rushed, but their chemistry I thought was fantastic. Yeah, I love the chemistry between yeah. Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz in this film, and it's and she kicks some serious ass when she, she fights. Does. She really gets down. She's awesome. She's absolutely she awesome. She was awesome. She was as Catwoman. She was amazing. I love it. There was one choreographed scene that was that fight when she was fighting Batman and when they first meet. She's mm -hmm. you know that that was that felt more choreographed than anything else in the movie. But terrible security guard, by the way. It's <laughs> <laughs> safe is wide open, dude. Come yeah, on, what are you doing? <laughs> I guess she get fired. But but she you know she was she was definitely she was definitely good. I think she was overshadowed by the other characters more so. Um. Maybe and maybe we'll see a little bit more of them and stuff like Dude, that. How hard is it? Like, think about it. I feel like everyone brought their A game in this movie. Mm -hmm. Like, at least main character wise, between Wright, Andy Sorkin, uh, Colin Farrell, uh, John Tortoro, Zoe Kravitz, Robert Pratt, everybody brought it, man. I, I, I he's really a scars guard. Uh, Peter, bro, he always he always plays a fucking creep, man. Yeah, <laughs> every fucking movie that is plays his a thing. goddamn creep, dude. Colson, well, I don't know why they called him Colson either. Like, all I was thinking was Colson from the Avengers. Colson, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Yeah, no, I, uh, Jason. Any thoughts on Catwoman before we, we move on? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I really liked her. I thought this was a really good Catwoman. I actually think this is my favorite on-screen Catwoman. Like, uh, you know, I love Michelle Pfeiffer because of nostalgia and BDSM, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean... She's that, still my favorite. You, Michelle you ain't wrong, right? Favorite, no, I, you know, and she's fantastic, but she's just not the cat... She's not the Catwoman from the comic. And, I like, watching this, this Zoe Kravitz, who I love, by the way, she was on a show called... Um, High Fidelity, which was a uh, a gender swap take on the Nick Hornsby book and the John Cusack movie, which was she was super fucking charming in. Um, but I, I love that she was in this, and she 
she actually reminds me a lot of Catwoman in the Long Halloween. Like, yeah. you know, I remember when we we saw this movie uh, the other day, and I was like, I don't know how this is taken from the Long Halloween and you know other things, and it has this plot. You were like, well, we'll see, and I'm like, well, I did, yeah, no, I mean, I I love this Catwoman. I guess I'm I'm babbling, but I love this Catwoman. I want to see more. Yeah, and when, well, my knocks with the Michelle Pfeiffer one was just that they literally was like, yes, she's a metahuman who was a zombie, essentially, who was yeah, killed, yeah. bit by cats, and somehow resurrected, and, and never did, the, never yeah. burglarizes anything, because it's supposed to be a cat burglar. She never steals anything. <laughs> no, she but, doesn't. But, but, but what kind of cats were they that they gave her superpowers oh, in that sense? As Jason would say, hand waves. <laughs> That's it. Just hand waves. Cats. 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 She's Catwoman. She's Catwoman, she's Catwoman in Lego Batman, Ninja right? Turtles. Uh, <laughs> yes. No, I think no, Lego Batman. Yeah, it, she's she's Catwoman. Say, I, yes, I no, Zoe Kravitz is in Lego Batman, and I read that because I was doing some research for the show. Yeah, so we're covering it in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, and I had seen that this was the second time she played the role. Yeah, yeah. nice. Which and, we and got, you know, cool. we got another Batman Returns in this movie because we got Batman, Penguin, and the Cat in this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. no, that that was not lost on me. <laughs> no, yeah. just knocked it out. I of the believe park. none of you are mentioning Holly Berry's uh, amazing portrayal of. Well, uh, don't worry, Rick. Rick, well, don't worry. You'll mention that in a couple of weeks yeah. when we review it. How about that? First of all, she's Patient Phillips. Patient Phillips. Okay, so. let me let me yes. tell you a little something about Holly Berry's Catwoman because this is something that's interesting. Must you? When that movie came out, I knew it was garbage. So did everybody else in the world. But I went to the movies to, with I went to the movies with the most unlikely purpose for me to person go to the movies with my mother. Me and my mother went to see Catwoman. I don't know. We never did anything before or after that <laughs> as far as the two of us going to the movies, right? So no, does, nobody does, else does went to mom, the movies. Does your mom still hate you? No, my mom. <laughs> for dragging her, Wait, for dragging was her it your mom's movie? idea or your idea? I don't, I don't think it was my idea. I think it was, the, you know, we were, we were together oh, wow. at the time, and we just wanted to go to the movies, and that okay. was playing. Um, and you know, I had no desire to go see it to tell you the truth. And when I first of all, the plot of the movie was just like okay, yeah, and it's but what's what cracks me up about that movie, it's set in it's set in the same universe as the Tim Burton movie because she's not Selena Kyle in this movie, she's a different, yeah, yeah, she's some other version of Catwoman, but they have photos. Of Michelle Pfeiffer in this movie. If you haven't seen the movie, I think one day you should take an opportunity and watch how bad this movie is. At some point, even with well, well, Rick, again. well, Rick, in a month we're gonna cover it thanks to you. You gotta see how bad this movie is. If I gotta watch it, you gotta watch it. No, that's my line. No, if I gotta watch, then you gotta watch it because we weren't gonna cover that Rick, shit. And now we are. Here's the thing. You're on that episode, and if you try to back out, we're just gonna put that episode <laughs> off until you're free. no. Just po po post it until he can, he can make. I it. will guarantee <laughs> you, it is still bad today. Oh, I agree. Is he? Is he? I have absolutely. No I watched it, but there are I movies that they as, as they go, they get older in time. You have this this little love for it. Like I feel the same way. I feel that way about Batman and Robin sometimes. There's parts of Batman and Robin that I could just watch over and over because it's just so stupid, right? But yeah. this movie is dumb, 
but it's dumb in bad ways, and it's still dumb in bad ways today. I have no doubts. Um, <laughs> all right, so I guess the last two uh, characters. Everybody mentioning. Well, oh, no, I was just gonna say before we get off Catwoman. Uh, everybody keeps mentioning the chemistry, the chemistry between the two of them. Uh, Google a picture of Zoe Kravitz and Google a picture of Patterson's ex-girlfriend, FKA Twigs. Oh. They look okay. like the same person. There might be a reason ah, for all that. So chemistry. maybe that helped. Maybe that helped. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And guys, just so you know that Cat uh Catwoman is on HBO Max. So you guys can watch. <laughs> Go ahead and oh, watch it. You guys can cover it. Great. I oh, know we will, Jaden. If you're free, you can feel free to join us. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna pass <laughs> on this right now. Right now. I'm gonna tell you right now, I, I won't be. I okay. won't be free. He's like, I'm I'm working, it doesn't I'm matter. I'm working, I have matter. the kids, I have school, I don't know what I have that day. I, I have I something. <laughs> but yes, thankfully, so we don't have to pay for it. I'm hoping it stays on HBO Max. Yeah. Even um, if you did pay me for it, how's that? I wouldn't watch it again. Um but I guess, I guess the next character to logically talk about also would be uh, Commissioner Gordon. So who's not yeah. Commissioner in this movie. I already kind of gave Gordon. my take on it. You guys yeah, can yeah, tell yeah, me yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say real quick. I'm going to start this off. I think fucking Wright is an awesome Commissioner Gordon. Just like he's an awesome uh, Felix Leiter. Martin Luther King. He is an awesome <laughs> right. Felix Leiter. He's an the awesome watcher. Teacher. He's the watcher, guys. He's the watcher. He's an awesome watcher. He's just... He's just awesome. He's West great. World, love him yes. in Westworld. Like yeah. I, I, there's nothing negative I have to say about this Jim Gordon. He's got the mustache. He fucking has that cop voice, uh, and yeah, he's fantastic. I love him in this. That's so, that. That's my take on him. So one thing that I, I thought was interesting is that obviously they decide, you know, that this this Gordon is going to be black. No one questioned the fact that he was a black Gordon, right? It, it was no. it was it didn't go on anybody's mind, right? Which is which is a good, which is yeah. a good thing, right? Yeah, who cares, right? Who cares, right? Same thing with Zoe Kravitz, but you know, in her case, she looks more like Catwoman than, let's just say, a, a you know, a typical white woman would probably look like her, right? Mm -hmm. But her a, his mustache on screen Catwoman is black. Yeah. she's she's number three. Oh, three. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Good try. <laughs> good try, but she's number three. Um. Original to me. Yes. <laughs> there you go. She she had the best lines, right? Um, she she played the role. Um, but first of all, the mustache, the mustache, the mustache, right? Every time I see Gordon, I need a mustache, right? And if you ever get a chance, maybe we'll put I'll put it on the page with you guys. There's Jeffrey Wright critiquing other movie mustaches if you ever seen it <laughs> that's awesome oh, you gotta that's see it he's just like, and he's there and he's like he's watching it like he's sitting on the stool and it's well obviously the screen is far away from him right for the camera and he's just like let me just go a little closer here <laughs> he's doing that kind of <laughs> stuff awesome. it's such it's so good it's like it's five minutes that you will not forget about right but one thing I love about this Gordon, again, I love Omen. Omen's one of my favorite. Yeah. Oh, oh, perfect, right? When they cast Omen, it was like, you found Gordon. We could have said the same thing about um, J.K. Simmons, but we didn't get enough time for him. Agreed. Right? But, um, but what was so great is how he trusted Batman in that way. And it, it was to the point that he was already sold on Batman. He was like, no, this guy's my guy. I, I trust no one else. I trust you. And he said it in the movie, right? I trust you. And 
it's just that first of all, there was a little bit of '66 Gordon in him because every time there was a riddle, he was like dumb to the riddle in a weird way. I don't know if he was trying to be dumb, but Batman always had the answer, and he was like, "Oh, okay, like that." Yeah. So there was, there was a little, one thing I love about Reeves in particular, his directing style. He did take cherry pick other movies for this movie, in ways that you probably didn't even think about, right? But what was really nice about this Gordon is the fact that he was like. He's still he's a cop. He's gonna be a cop. He's gonna act like a cop. You know, even when Batman's like no guns, he's like, no, I'm that's your thing. Yeah. You know, all that stuff is made him so good as Gordon, and he's likable. One thing about Gordon that we don't normally see is that, and we see it in in Omen, but he's supposed to be he's likable but tough. And I think you know, this guy's doing the job. So I want to see more of Jeffrey Wright's Gordon. I definitely want to see more of him. No, for sure. And I'm pretty sure that'll be in the Gotham PD spinoff, too, because that's another one that's supposed to be on HBO Max. And I'm correct. He's supposed to be featured in that as well. Um, yeah, I personally, my favorite part with, with Gordon was just the partnership that he had with Batman. Like, they were a team together. He trusted him. And I just, I like the fact that they work together as such. I mean, we've seen that before in other iterations, but I just felt like they truly were a team you know, like really, you know, joint at the hip in this movie. And they're, they're also, their chemistry, I thought, was actually pretty strong as well. Um, all right. And I, and I guess the uh, the last one, the uh, last character we can talk about is Alfred. I mean, we talked about him a little bit. And I think the scene, his most powerful scene is the one when he's, after he has the explosive and he's in the bed, you know, he's laying in the hospital. And then Bruce is there. And they kind of like really bond in that scene where he tells him the truth about his parents and stuff after Falcone tried to go ahead and Manipulate you know, him. misdirect him yeah. And, yeah, and do all this crap with him. He sets the record straight. And Bruce also learns there that, you know, I don't want to go through a loss like I did with my parents again. And I realized that it was a very, very sweet moment to be honest with you, you know, for them and, you know, to build their relationship from there. And then he sees the signals up and it's like, it's time to go to work. Yeah, um, I, I honestly just circus is such a badass that I was. It was uh, another thing that was a slightly disappointing, but again, it was just the way the the character was written for this film. I feel like it's to uh, push it um, Bruce's arc further, and that's why we got very little of him, so he can appreciate what what a you know a father is. Uh, again, he says it. I don't want to. I don't want to feel a loss like I did with my parents. Um, I wanted more of Circus because I know that he can absolutely kill that role. And, you know, we've seen little teasers here and there with the Pennyworth show and, you know, the type mm -hmm. of outfit we've gotten in the past where he can be a real badass, yeah. right? Um, I feel like we can get that with Circus. You know, he he can definitely nail that in a future film. Um, I hope they bring him back. I hope they send him back. I wanted more of him, but what we did get, you know, I liked, man. A lot. Yeah, no. Again, I felt like everybody just brought their A game. And I, I, I felt fine with Circus portrayal. Again, I wish I had more. Yeah. But then again, you know, it's a three-hour movie, and then with the three-hour movie, yeah, exactly, you can, you, some people are gonna get shortchanged. Um, I was shocked when they, when he when he got blown away. Yeah. But the first immediate reaction is like, no, they just killed Alfred. Yeah. Right, it's like you don't kill Alfred now, <laughs> you know. Wait till the third movie at least, right? But so that's 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 my my girlfriend's favorite character in any Batman film. Yeah, you ask her who her favorite oh, character besides oh, Harley a... Quinn. It's and she hates she doesn't hate Margot's 
Birds of Prey Harley. Um, and she liked her in Suicide Squad, but she hates that iteration of Harley Quinn. She's like, that is not Harley Quinn, right? Like she's like, she fell in love as a kid watching animated series when she got introduced. And ever since then, she's just a diehard Harley Quinn fan, right? There's so um, many versions of Harley too, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hers is animated. That That's her thing. Animated series, Harley is her. Tara Strong is like her shit, right? And But if you ask her besides that, who it Alfred for everything in fact it got to the point where she had to change her password for because everything was alfred alfred alfred, alfred, alfred <laughs> on everything and nice. um now it's pettyworth yeah exactly right <laughs> nice so I, I i always try to misdirect when i've seen a movie because she she's like a child and she likes to ask questions in the middle of the movie and i'm like dude just fucking watch it and when they're trying to figure out that riddle the sins of the father and this and that and that and you get that that scene I honestly said the same shit. I was like, there's no fucking way they're going to kill Alfred in the first movie. But then I, at the same time, I thought, this is fucking Matt Reeves. He doesn't give a fuck. Like, he, he can probably very well kill Alfred in the first movie and, and get away with it, you know? Yeah. So the first time I saw it, I was obviously shocked. And you see him in the hospital bed. But she looks at me when, when he's calling and calling. And you see Alfred slowly, you know, the, the little montage of him opening the bomb and all that. And she looks at me. She goes, if they kill Alfred from this movie, I am walking out. And then, and then I kind of gave her the you're about to walk out face, you know, like, Ugh. and it happens and she like gets up and I kind of hold her down and I'm like, just keep watching. And then she goes, seriously, if they fucking kill him, I don't I don't care to see this movie. She was so pissed. And then whatever she got it, she goes, oh, thank God. When she sees him on the bed, I'm like, she's like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? And then I'm like, hey, man, you know what? They just killed Aunt May in, 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 true. in No Way Home, dude. You don't know. But they gave her so. three movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Not in Spider Man PS4, man. They killed her in that one. <laughs> hey, she, she died. I, in I, the was, I was okay back with them. I was okay with them killing this Alfred while watching the film because yeah. they introduced that old lady who I didn't know. And then I was like, I guess Lucius Fox might play a huge role in this universe. Who knows? <laughs> or. I was like, maybe this is the Batman that turns into the version where he wears fake vampire teeth because oh, wow. he doesn't have an Alfred, because he doesn't have someone to like humanize him. He goes deeper and deeper into the bat. And nope, they let me down. He was still alive. So oh. what you're trying to say is that you want this version of Batman to become a vampire? Is that I want this version of Batman to go off the deep end. And, and I'm become okay a vampire with the that series. twinkles, that sparkles? No, 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 no. <laughs> the Batman from the uh, actual comic books. The the version of him that were, I, I'm not recalling which version of him it was that were. There's, the, there's a thousand, there's a thousand there's different so versions. Many. Right, uh, right. But I was okay with the version of Batman that goes off the deep end. What are we going to do? Three movies from now, it's going to be him and Selena Kyle in France again, and they're sipping wine. And like he grew up and got to like grow old and, and be Bruce Wayne. Mm -hmm. no, no one recognizes I want to see a Batman that doesn't make it out. I want to see. You want the Batman, Batman that laugh, ends man. up in an asylum like his mother. Like, I want to see something different. How many times see... are we going to see the same story? Okay. Um, At least that's I, I, me. I, 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 I think I'm we're getting. I think we're getting a little up. bit different this time around, though. So, so I'm talking about the, the parents. Third one. Talking about the parents. 
I've always had a weird place when it comes to the parents in, in a Batman movie. Because since you mentioned the Martha scenario and Martha being crazy, now that we brought, now that we mentioned um, the fact that it could be a callback to a Flashpoint version of Martha, which I could see why they did that now. I'm never, I'm never a fan of them taking a character like Thomas Wayne and saying, well, he wasn't as goody two shoes as he thought he was. Um, but I did like the fact that this Alfred kind of brought him back to to that place for Bruce because the minute the minute you know the minute Bruce finds out that you know that Thomas was kind of responsible for some of this corruption, he was like, "Oh, am I becoming Batman on in vain now?" Right? And it's like for me, it would be like, "What's the purpose of doing the job now? What's the point of justice now?" If, if my own dad, who I thought was about that, is not that. I never did like versions where the Waynes are corrupt. Um, it's just like I never like versions where Aunt May is too young. Um, and, and you know, there, there's certain there's certain comic tropes that I like to keep the way they need to stay. I get new generation versions of things, but some some things I feel like need to stay the same. And I think when it comes to the parents in particular. We don't touch a lot about him here, but I just personally, I was like, please don't make him as a corrupt person. Go through the court of owls. I'm cool with you. You want to go that direction, which I think that's where they want to go with that's the court of owls. Like. That, my, like. my cousin thought that this was going to be uh, a teaser to court of owls. Yeah. And he was kind of disappointed with the whole Joker ending at the end because he's like, fuck, that means we're getting Joker at the second fucking movie. He's like, save him for the third. Give us something different. He but Joker makes second. money. That's that's why you get yeah, Joker. Butts yeah. and seats, man. Butts yeah, and seats. But it, but though, if in that in that interview I referenced earlier with with IGN with Matt Reeves, though, he said that very clearly that that doesn't mean that we're getting Joker immediately in the next film. That yeah. still might not happen immediately. And there's a lot of talk about like you know Robert Pattinson's talked about it and others have talked about it during this press tour. There's been a lot of quarter owls mentions, even to the point where it looks like maybe they slipped them that. Being one of their ideas where they might go with the sequel. So, Jada, what are you talking about? I actually think that that's where we where I would like to see happen is you go to Court of Owls, then maybe you bring the Joker back, you know, towards the end of the next movie, and then have him leave for the third movie. I honestly would love to see in a sequel somebody that we really haven't seen or someone that has been done right or or properly, if you will. Mm -hmm. So I heard um, Freeze. I heard Freeze, Freeze coming Freeze back. Freeze, something there. There. Freeze is someone that I would love to see done right again. But Freeze that, was not a right character. Animated yeah. series made him a good character. Yes, for sure. Yeah. But but that's that, the animated series made him a good character, and that's why people clamor for him. That's why he was in Batman and Robin. So he, he was a shitty character before, was but terrible. I yeah. want him now in a realistic Batman movie. Yeah, yeah. That I would love to see the ventrilo uh, Scarface ventriloquist. Whatever. Uh, I'd love. I would fucking uh, love to. See I feel like in a Reeves film that would work really, really, really well. Yeah, I agree um, with you on that. So yeah. there's, he's, there's but, but he's of one of those like, ventriloquists is one of those side characters though. He never really yeah, has like yeah, a big I know, moment. But you can honestly blow that up though. You can if you get the proper writing team, you can make that. Shit oh yeah, very very well. Yeah, so, Clayface. Uh, Clayface is another one. But Reeves says he doesn't want to do any nothing supernatural. No, Clayface. Clayface yeah. is in the conversation. That's what I heard. Oh, I would love that. They're, that's they're, that's that's actually my my girlfriend's uh, number one vote right now. She's like, if they're gonna make a movie and it's not gonna be your typical characters that we haven't seen, she goes Clayface, 
again, she like most of her Batman knowledge isn't really comics. It's more animated series. Mm -hmm. And she rewatches them all the time. She goes, that was the first villain introduced in the in the animated series. Very first episode is Clayface. No, it's actually goes, Man Bat. Is oh it is it man, is man, man, bad. man bad. which man I would love to see a man bat <laughs> which scared the shit out of me in Arkham City. I don't know if you guys played that game, but the <laughs> man bat shows up, bro. That shit was scary. But um, but um, yeah, man. I I honestly, and again, this is coming from someone that's obsessed with Joker, almost every iteration of Joker. Um, I I I don't get enough of him to be honest with you. I when they introduce him, I lost my mind, but I can see why people would get upset it's it's like you know watching again the patriots go to the fucking super bowl over and over and over again like it, it was one of those things where you know all right man i, I get it and i understand and i love i love that character so but if they're going to do somebody excuse me that they haven't used before i would love to see someone that we have not seen on screen or someone that wasn't really done properly that you can really grab into this universe and you know just flip it and just yeah my opinion it, is going to be my opinion is going to be freeze yeah, man. I think it's gonna end up being freeze because again, fix the character. He's well known. You know, when he comes to Batman villains, he's kind of like number four, number five on the list. Yeah. So, you know, where Clayface, Man Bat, Ventriloquist, those guys in particular, they're they're great characters, but not the the public doesn't know him like that. You know, only those people that really watch the cartoons and do that and watch yeah, it. Yeah. So that's good. Again, more mobsters. I, I love seeing Batman with mobsters. I don't know why. I love the mobsters. I'm the same way. My yeah. cousin, the one that wanted, the one that uh that wanted Court of Owls, um, he was like, Is there more mobsters in this? I'm like, Yeah, he's like, I don't know why I don't like. It. I'm like, I fucking love that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so um, all right. So I guess you know, let's put a bonus. We already uh talked about Carmine Falcons, that's why I'm not gonna give a whole segment there. We already got into that a little bit earlier. Um, one closing quick segment though is let's just go ahead and rank our batman movies live action only we talked about it i know we're going to do more rankings but eric and a to z is coming on right after us which i was not aware of until we were already deep into <laughs> Holy this so. shit, really? <laughs> oh wow so all right so, oh, sorry, but, yes i was not eric, aware of this sorry, dude. but let's go ahead not a problem no big deal i will kick it off this is what it is i got the dark knight still at number one still holding strong uh, number two, I have the Batman, right? It's just blew me away on, on both viewings. Number three is Batman Begins. Uh, two and three, I could see flip-flopping, though, because I really did adore Batman Begins and still do on our rewatch. Uh, at number four, I have Batman 1989, which I grew even – I, I reinvigorated my re, my appreciation for it upon our rewatch. Uh, at five, I got The Dark Knight Rises, which we talked about in, in depth last week. I have my – pros and cons to it, but that's where it lands for me. Uh, then I got Batman versus Superman, the ultimate edition only, because the theatrical one never happened. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> it only came out, it was direct to Blu-ray as far as I'm concerned. Uh, ben Affleck's Batman is just fantastic and really is why it gets where it is. Uh, then I got Batman Returns, then Batman 1966, and then Forever and Batman and Robin in whichever I was gonna ask you if we were gonna include Justice League. Um I thought about that. It got uh, rated. I mean we could, but then I was like, but that's more of like a team movie. Yeah, like, yeah then do I draw the line so Affleck kicks, Affleck kicks ass oh, in it. Man. I know, that's why I know, that's I know why I'm asking because I have my list, but I throw I it in, Justice throw it in. If you want to put it in, throw it in. It, it's fine. I'll let I'll let somebody else go, but yeah, I'm just saying I, I I'm gonna put Justice League in my all right. I'll go ahead, Rick. 
Do you want to? No, I'm sorry, Jason. You you go next. What are All your right. What are your rankings? It's my rankings. Dark Knight. Not a shock. It's one of my top five favorite movies of all time. Not Batman movies, movies. Uh, and, and now here I'm going to say that this is subject to change because I've seen the Batman once and I need to see it a couple more times before I really place it realistically. So Dark Knight is one. Batman Begins is two because okay. it's a great movie. Yeah. Batman 89 is three because I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a better technical movie than the Batman, but God, I feel happy every time I watch it. I love that movie. <laughs> um, but then there's the Batman, and I do love this movie. Like it's not a, the fact that it's four is not a slight on it. Then Batman Returns, and also I love Batman Returns. The fact that the Batman beats Batman Returns for me is big. Mm-hmm. Um, then Ride Dark Knight Rises, which I got to admit. It dropped a lot for me on this rewatch. I did not. It didn't hold up on this that last rewatch we did a couple weeks ago. It drags, right? It, it drags. does drag. It and, drags, and there were just man. there were some problems. There were a lot There's of problems. Logic with it. problems. But, yeah. Um, and then I got Batman sixty six right under it. Okay. And then I got BVS. Uh, and then I got Forever and Robin. So like BVS might as well be the last because Forever and Robin are barely fucking movies. <laughs> <laughs> It's like fighting. It's like beating up somebody who can't fight back. It's like right, exactly. Like I kind of want to cap it to BVS because BVS is like I don't really like that movie, but it's a competent movie. And Forever and Robin, it's like I'm I'm just kicking someone while they're down. I I should just leave them off the list. Yeah. Uh, Rick, what what do you got for us? Uh, pretty close to yours. I will. Uh, Dark Knight. The Batman, uh, while I haven't spoken glowingly of it today. Yeah, I was like, I thought you hated it. Bro. Number two on my list. I'm shocked about it. Wow. Right. I've said better things Michael about it. Jordan, it's and it's way thing. higher on your list. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Um, and Rises, uh, 89, uh, begins. Batman, Superman, uh, Forever. Batman Robin returns in 66. Um, Batman and Robin is a really weird movie. I feel like I'm going to have to rewatch it. <laughs> yeah, that's a safe bet. Yeah, it's not in there. It just, yeah. I don't know, something about it. It's like, uh, like the movie Chud. Like, it's not good, but you like have to watch it every eight or nine years. And I feel like <laughs> Batman and Robin might turn into something like that for me. Oh my god, that's great! He just compared to Batman and Robin. That's that's hilarious. Uh, Jada, what do you got? All right, man. So I'm not gonna put Justice League since no one else did. So I have the Dark Knight. This is, and I've said this a million times, and I hate that I missed that episode, but this is my favorite film of all time. Um, Yeah, of all time. This is not just Batman. This is my favorite film of all time. I thought it was great film. Mind you. My number two is Goodfellas, and it was Goodfellas for a very long time until I saw The Dark Knight in theater, and it knocked it down for me. And the only reason why is just because I was just so blown away by the performance and how I felt during that time with this movie. And even upon rewatches and rewatches, and I even saw it yesterday, I'm like, this fucking movie's perfect. So uh, Dark Knight, it, I, it was going to be really hard to top that for me. But, and I've said this a million times to everybody who's asked me if I've seen The Batman, the Batman for me rivals the Dark Knight. So 
I have the Batman at number two. Um, I have Batman Begins at number three. Um, then I have Batman 89. Then I have Batman Returns. That you know what? Fuck it, I'm throwing it. Then I have Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, man. Uh, nice. Oh, dude, I'm looking at my list and trying yeah. to think in my head while you guys are talking. Where am I putting Justice League? Yeah, then I have, Justice League. I have Justice League. I have Justice League right after that. Then I have um I, I I'll, I'll put Justice League slash BVS together, even though I think Justice League Snyder Cut, by the way. Yes, I don't care. Yeah, you gotta say one. Snyder Cut. Snyder no, Cut, Josh, man. Snyder Cut. There is no yeah, that doesn't not, exist not the no more. Does no, no not exist. So when I say Justice League, I mean Snyder Cut. So Snyder Cut slash BVS together as one, whatever. It's it's just the iteration of Batman in those yeah. films. Um, then after that, I said I would go funny. Enough, I said Returns already, right? Uh, yes. yes, you have Returns. Right All right, so I have Returns. All right, right after Returns, then I would say uh, Rises. Forever, 66, Batman and Robin. Wow. Okay. I don't think, oh. I don't think I'm missing anything. No. Yeah, down. And it's not a knock with 66. I didn't grow up on it. And um, my original Batman was 89. I get that. Um, so every I see that it's I it's think the really, older folks are really yeah, we, it's we, very campy with me. That's why. And um I appreciate it, but it's just one of it's not one of those that I revisit. To be honest with you, I've, I've maybe seen that movie maybe two, th two or three times tops, and I've seen every other single Batman film without bullshitting you over ten times, with the exception of the Batman that just came out. We have so, uh, we have Derpy Gaming over here commenting on YouTube. Thanks for checking us out. Uh, the Batman was better than the Dark Knight as a Batman film. Holy I love shit. how they always wow. say things like that. Like it, they, they make I the comment, it. but they always don't. They always have to throw something else in it, right? For mm. example, it's like <laughs> it was a better Batman movie. No, no, it, it was better than the Dark Knight as a Batman movie. So mm. it wasn't that Dark Knight wasn't a better, ba worse movie. It was that it was more of a Batman movie than the Dark Knight. So they they always throw that little extra thing. I've known, for the I've record, noticing. for the record, we included animated Mask of Phantasm will probably be number four. Dude, we're covering that. We're covering that next week. Oh, yes. The I could talk I about the animated stuff all day. Yeah. Oh my god, god. yeah, the animated yeah, stuff. It's so Actually, good. can I tell a real quick story that just happened yesterday? So I have a two-year-old son who I have gotten him to watch Batman the animated series. Uh, I have been teaching it. His third word literally was Joker. Yes, I have, a, I have an action figure that he wanted, and I kept saying it was Joker, 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 and Joker. So yesterday I'm feeding him dinner and it's just me and him and I put on Batman animated series and it was just a random episode. It was a Mr. Freeze episode. My two-year-old son looks up and he goes, Mr. Freeze. And I'm like, Hell that's yeah. my son. That my, is parents my, like, like Jesus Christ, this kid you knows won. like be you like, won. Right? <laughs> you won. <laughs> you did it. It happened. Nice. So I just wanted to share that. Uh, Izzy, what do you got? What are your Batman live action? Okay, so before rankings? before I start sharing with you some of my some of my choices, I didn't really do a top a top list because I'm actually doing a top list right now on my channel. So oh, if you, you look at my channel, farm. <laughs> um, if you look at my but my channel also includes animated films, so okay. I, nice. I have to. Well, I, had, include the I had a list of animated as well, but yeah, I had to, like pick, that's why I was so, looking. I'm like picking them out. So so whoever hears this must must speak silent. 
um, because <laughs> I have not revealed my top movies. But then again, it's it's a family affair in my case where the rest of my family was involved in their pop their picks. Okay. Um, I still will say Dark Knight is the best of the movies. It okay. has everything you you are asking for in a movie. One, it is the movie that changed the Oscars. Yeah, let's just say, let's just say that. I use that story all the Good time. Point, I said right? that to my aunt yesterday. It when she's like, I don't like fantasy films. And I'm like, it changed it. This movie should have been a best picture, at least a best picture nominee. And it was snubbed because it was a comic book movie to the point yeah. that the following year they said, okay, we'll put 10 films. Movies. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that the Dark Knight should have been the movie of the year that year, I think, in my personal opinion. Um, so it. So and because it's just a good movie, it's overall a good movie. And again, going back to the concept of is it a Batman movie? No, it's just a good damn movie. Um, so Dark Knight is gonna be number one on my list. Number two is gonna be the first franchise movie, which is Batman 89. All right. Um, it's it's gotta be Batman 89 only because I I can't I'm not sold yet on the Batman fully. Don't get me wrong. I love the movie. I think it was a great movie. But 89 changed things. Yep. Before 89, for those of you who were around like myself, mm-hmm. before 89, we were only given Superman. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And we don't yeah. want to talk about the fourth <laughs> one. The third one had Richard Pryor. And it's a fun movie, by the way. But we didn't have we didn't we didn't have choices. So if it, people want to say what was your favorite movie, it was like, well, it's only Batman or Superman. That's it. Uh, so it had a last effect that still holds true today. You watch that movie, and it's still it's still a beautiful movie. Yeah, there's some yeah. campiness that that's in it now that you look back. Um, so I'll do that. Then I will go and say sixty six, because unlike you, Jay, I knew it was coming, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of started I sensing it, it too. I love 66 it. is there because that's Batman. That's the Batman I grew up with. Yeah. Right. I was a teenager when animated series came out, but I grew up loving the Batman TV show. That was the show that got me into comic books. It was silly. It's dumb. It is the funny. You gotta, you, you gotta be able to watch the TV series to really appreciate the movie more. I think because the TV series all those characters had their moments, and the stories and plots are so stupid, but so much fun, right? And again, watch it, watch it again, but watch it with like an adult eye on it, knowing the jokes that they're saying. They were getting away with stuff, and no one knew they were getting away with stuff. And that's what makes this thesis so great. The bat shark repeller scene, one of the yeah. best scenes. Sometimes you just can't get rid of a bomb. Is <laughs> also one of the greatest lines of all time. Because it's a good, it's a good long segment of him trying to get rid of this bomb that just doesn't blow. First of all, it doesn't blow up, right? It's just there. He's running around. He he's goes to he's it. going to the bar. He says, "Everybody, quick, get out! There's a bomb!" He's literally holding the bomb. Um, and then he, the best part, what, what most people forget about that scene is that he gets rid of the bomb. Obviously, it blows up, right? But then Robin comes in and he's like, "Oh no, Batman's blown up!" And then Batman just pops out of nowhere, like. Hey, Robin. <laughs> He's like, I'm okay. <laughs> so you got to see 66 again, but watch the TV show to, to really get it. I think you have to watch it. Um, of course, Batman Begins is there because why not? 
um, when that came out, no one really knew it was coming out. It was it was kind of like a sleeper, a sleeper Surprise film. Yeah, it was out. kind of a side opening night. I'll never forget. Like and when that movie ended, we were all like, "Yeah, it was it, it fuck, was it was definitely a sleeper hit." Um, and that's pretty much where I'm gonna go there. I'm not gonna include Justice League. I'm not gonna include BVS. I wasn't a fan of BVS. Um, I really wasn't a fan of BVS. Um, I wasn't a, I wasn't much of a fan of, of Man of Steel either, uh, for that matter. Um, Dark Knight Rises, I could understand. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I haven't played some Man of Steel also. I, I haven't played Sorry. Some- I, I love again, Man of Steel, man. Again, when, when you're treated to Christopher Reed, nobody could get no, better than of that. Of course, no, and actually, <laughs> funny, and I did grow up watching the Christopher Reeves film. But when I think Superman, I don't know why. Man of Steel for me nailed it. Every yeah, everything nah, about the character. I don't but think I it nailed. It. For me, it. it didn't nail. It didn't nail at all for me. I think it was that Snyder doing his version of the Dark Knight in some way, and that's how I saw Man of Steel. Well, he wanted to make a Batman film. Yeah, he he really wanted to <laughs> do Batman film. He got he got Superman. So that's yeah. that's how I felt about that. Um, about about Man of Steel again, not a bad movie. I could watch it here and there, but watch the first superman and superman 2 2 yeah dude i love the first so damn good um i could watch those things any day of the week it doesn't matter to me so i'm gonna leave it at that um because again if you guys watch my channel i already got i already got my honorable mentions and i got five and four up so three two and one are still yet to come so and when we finish talking here i gotta start working on getting that other video (laughs) out we've been here for a long time (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, all right, cool. Well, uh, thanks everyone for joining us tonight. Uh, we appreciate it, or whenever you are catching our episode. Uh, Rick, Jada, Izzy, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Uh, Izzy, you want to you had a plug to do before we, yeah, so you're probably noticing this here, right? Yeah, I've noticed, I've been looking at that. Shit since <laughs> time, bro. <laughs> I'm, gonna give, I'm gonna give you a nice little close up of this baby. So, this nice. is. A, this is an original sketch comic done by Nate Melendez. He's a he's actually a really cool friend of mine. Has been doing comics for a long time. I'm gonna raffle that that comic book out tomorrow. And the way you gotta do it, there's a very simple way of doing it. Unfortunately, if you're not in the Bronx area, it's gonna be hard to get it because you we're gonna I'm gonna have a comic book show out tomorrow. And in the comic book show, the the catch is you gotta subscribe to the Izzyverse, and then you get your name put in a raffle. To win that baby, and what's really nice, I got I got boys in New York. I'll send them 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 out, right? It's a free free, free, free admission. That sounded like a threat. (laughs) I got boys in New York. I'll get it. You see that right there? That that is proof that he did this drawing. So what ends up happening is you could take this to CGC and get this graded. So so you get an original sketch. And, that's, and if you go to Instagram and you follow Nate Wad, you're gonna find him drawing this image, um, this this very same comic book. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna yeah. be raffling that off tomorrow in my channel. So if you guys get a chance to go to the Bronx, it's free. Um, it's on Tremont Avenue. Go to it. Um, if you need any more information, it's all over my Instagrams and all that fun stuff. So yeah, thanks for thanks for having me here. I'll love to do it. I would love to talk to you about the animated series series. Because I think they're better than the actual live action movies. Dare I said it? <laughs> I, I'm, no, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. I think the the Batman the animated series is the closest thing we'll ever get to uh, the comic book being live action, quote live. unquote, like yeah. like actual emotion. You know, okay. 
Um, all right, so we got that coming along. Uh, Jada, uh, when are you? Are you and Kyle covering another movie soon? Because your review for the Batman is up also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can catch it on our on the Pop Culture Pros. Um, I will be doing way more reviews. Me and Kyle, it's just the, the schedule sucks. Um, I actually have an idea for a show that I got to throw to Steve. So exclusive there. Right. Uh, to see if I can get some uh, some shit moving. You can catch me obviously on this channel. Um, I will be flying out to LA really soon for the movie trivia showdown. I am back in season nine. They haven't announced it, but you know, whatever. Surprise, surprise. I will be back on the movie trivia showdown. Uh, check that out. Yeah, yeah. I've been um, watching those guys, so now I'm talking to a celebrity here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you been? Yeah, man. I started. I started with them in uh 2019, 2020. Yeah uh so you'll you'll see me you'll see me pop up there those are my boys man and uh but i was supposed to be there tomorrow um but couldn't make couldn't couldn't get the time off of work so i told them i'll be there uh we got a big event uh that week first weekend of april so i'll record my stuff it probably won't go out to like probably a couple weeks after that but there's a big event on the on the i don't think they've announced it yet so i don't want to say it but there's a big event on the third that should that goes live on youtube that day it's going to be filmed live um so yeah man it's going to be uh it's going to be a good time so check us out man nice. and uh more reviews coming on this channel by yours truly and thank you guys so much. I always have a blast. I always tell my girlfriend that it's only going to be a 30, 40 minute run here. And no, it's here we right. are, man. She just texts me. She's like, I'm not seeing you tonight. Huh? I'm like, All right, right. <laughs> and by 30 and 40 minutes, I mean five hours. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we're talking about three hour movies, so we got to match it. We're, we're you go, <laughs> actually, yeah, absolutely. I think you actually did match it. Yeah, yeah we did. We did. <laughs> uh, Rick, you got a show debuting next week, right? Yes, my show debuted us next week. Uh, it's Old Dirty Fight Pod. So we're going to be covering all things martial, all things art. Uh, it's going to be a lot of uh, really fun conversations based in, uh, you know, huge fans of MMA, huge fans of boxing, um, and kind of everything in between. Um, I got myself and a couple of uh, steady guests that will be with me, as well as a lot of fun people from the entertainment and fight world over time so be Ray, sure to, to talk keep to an eye after that what's up remember to talk to me about after the show about that i'll talk to you now absolutely <laughs> all right everyone uh but yeah uh, that'll be probably tuesdays or thursday nights jason what do you got coming up on monday night on double o deep dive i got license to kill Oh, wow. And you know I'm gonna go for your heart. Yeah, we're doing License to Kill, the second <laughs> Timothy Dalton uh, James Bond movie, man. It's exciting. We've been having a good time on Double O Deep Dive. No, we have. We have. We've had a great time. It's Tuesday night coming up this week. Not yeah, Monday we're night, doing so. Tuesday night. We're doing Monday. We're doing Tuesday this week. We Can I say something sacrilegious? Can I say something yeah. sacrilegious? I've never seen a Bond movie. Oh, sweet really? Jesus. Wow. Uh, well, it's a weird, never, it's a weird one. Wow, okay, I've never, no, that, I've never that, seen anything cool, wow. pre pre uh, Pierce Bronson. I've seen like two Connery films, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. We're, gonna, we're gonna have to try to get him involved. But I've yeah. seen everything uh, from Golden Eye on. And it's not that I'm trying to avoid okay. him either. It's just yeah. It's just right. one of those things. It just it never. No, happens. no, that that's good to know. And I'm I'm gonna tell you guys this. Like <laughs> you guys have never seen these like the earlier movies. I would Absolutely love to have ready. you guys on to talk about a movie you've never seen. 
uh, to get a fresh perspective because I've seen these movies a hundred times. Ed seen these Likewise, movies times. I own the box. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, our friend Jenny has seen these movies a hundred times. So I'd love to get one of you guys who's never seen uh, one of the early ones on to talk about it with us. So let me know if you're interested. Sure, we'll I'm talk. Definitely interested. Again, I need. I just need to know which one's the one I should start with. That's. I think that's part of the problem. It's like where okay. did you start? Yeah, I've seen all the Austin Power movies, but I've never seen any of the. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then right coming up after us is A to Z with Tim and Eric, who cover everything. Jason, Sorry, Eric. from, from uh, atheist to zealous, and there you have it. So we'll see you next Wednesday. We'll be talking about Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. We'll be talking about Batman: Sub Zero. We're gonna do a little double barrel action over there on the Batman animated series, as well as uh, the latest in the CW verse. So hope you enjoy the show. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to popculturepros.com on YouTube. Subscribe and follow us on Twitter, as well as Instagram. Subscribe wherever you found your podcast. And join the Granny's PhD Facebook group, as well as the Pop Culture Pros Facebook group. So uh, thanks for supporting, everyone. Have a good night, and see you later. Peace. I, I think I'm vengeance.